Hey there, gearheads. Welcome to the Blind Mike Project. Make sure you go to blindmike.net for all your Blind Mike links to the store, the show, and more. And make sure you check out Why Are You Laughing and Who Are These Socials as well. And now your host, a man who spends his time creating lists of productivity titled with basic white man names, your Steve creator, Blind Mike, Mike, Mike Geary. I mean, what voice was that? I don't know. I think we're diversifying. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome everybody. Hello. I don't know what that was. He likes to keep me on my toes. That hack red. I thought it was going to be like uh, I thought it was OJ at first, <laughs> and I was like, this can't be right. <laughs> that would have been fun. Yeah. That's <laughs> OJ should be part of the mix here. Yeah. Uh, well, Hackred may stop by later. No game this week, but, you know, guy's busy. He is busy. He's busy with his own show. He's got a show tonight. <laughs> He's also on uh, short short rest, though. We we just recorded, I feel. I, I, it's funny you mention that because he equated me to Roger Goodell for not giving him <laughs> enough turnaround <laughs> recovery time. <laughs> He's very funny. He makes me laugh. <laughs> He's quite a character. Yeah. I had to I had to make sure to clarify I saw so we put our uh, thumbnail up for the episode we're going to get into Matt Rafe and uh, on Joe Rogan in a second and I just see shirtless men all over the image but I don't see well enough to quite make out what it is and I'm like what what is this and he's like oh it's I took it for it's a, a like a he used uh, an Anna Nicole Smith fro- photo from some Chippendales ever I was like all right, fine. That'll play. We'll we'll allow it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever you want. That's very funny. Uh, I think Hackride might pop in to talk about Stuttering John. With us. People were, uh, there's a lot going on with Stuttering John. A lot happened last night. We'll have to get to it. So, But I, I think we're going to do it at the end of the show. We've been talking a lot of Stuttering John lately. I'm trying to pull my foot off the gas with John a little bit. Because it's getting, to me, a little ridiculous. And the stuff that's happened recently is a little tiring to me. So we'll do them at the end of the show. Oh, and I should mention, we're doing this on Thursday night. What am I saying? Crazy of me to not uh, explain why we're on Thursday night when I'm usually doing Who Are These Socials. Uh, If you watched last week's Who Are These Socials, uh, you noticed the technical problems. And after that, Carl took his own life. (laughs) He's gone and there's nothing we can do about it. It's a shame. He was a nice guy. But it's a business. You got to move on. That's you know, right. What are we going to do? Uh, cry in our cry in our hats all day? Yeah, but we will be getting to Tourette's girls on TikTok very shortly. Yeah. No, we won't. Don't tell them that. <laughs> oh, sorry. They, they get very excited about that. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to yell at us if we don't get to them now. Uh, so this is not Who Are These Socials, obviously. It's the Blind Mike Project. I did try to incorporate some Who Are These Socials elements. Hopefully we'll be getting... Um, into some different stuff than we usually get into. And uh, Craig has agreed not only to read all of your super chats, unlike Carl, that dirty rat, Mm -hmm. um, but to kind of keep up the who are these socials theme that we're working with, Craig will read an original, or sing, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. sing an original jingle uh, when we move from segment to segment. So we're about to get into Matt Reif and Joe Rogan. So obviously, Craig, take it away. Uh, Let's see who gets offended. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. Super chat. Uh, from Hamburger, two bucks. Watts who? Blind Mike Project D- is greater than WATS. <laughs> Damn straight. Who needs Carl? That's right. 
and you we have, have me. a lesser moron here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> to read these chats. <laughs> um, so Matt Reif was a guest recently on the Joe Rogan experience. It caught my attention. Mm-hmm. And I realized as I was uh, timestamping some of these clips, what my issue is with Matt Reif. Cause if you talk about Matt Reif, from some people, they'll automatically accuse you of jealousy. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe, I really don't believe that's the case with Matt Reif. With me, at least, it's more curiosity. And I realize what I would like from Matt Reif and why I'm so fascinated by, by him. I would like him to be either 10% better or 10% worse. <laughs> I think he's in this weird gray area where if he was a little bit worse, then great. We can make fun of him. But he's not so bad. He's not like Tom Myers, dat fan bad. We can't just take every single one of his TikToks and make fun of him the way we do with a lot of people. So he does no good for us. He doesn't add content to this show. So fuck him. But he's also not good enough to be as famous as he is. <laughs> like the comparison I came up with is go watch 37 and say, if you're looking for something to watch with your lady. Uh, a comedy special to kind of ease her into the stand-up world. Go watch 37 and Single on Netflix with Jared Freed. It's a great date-type special. You know, the the premises are nothing insane. The, the, not insanely original as far as topics or anything. Like, it's a lot of dating stuff and, you know, uh, overeating and that sort of shit. But it's the he's the kind of guy that like you can bring your girlfriend to if she's not totally into comedy and she'll laugh and have a good time and be like oh he was great mm-hmm. that's what i want matt rife to be to understand how he is charging $800 a ticket and selling out theaters a year and a half in advance he could bridge the gap between boyfriends I, I, and girlfriends I, like jared jared freed i i don't isn't the greatest comedian in the world to me, but if you told me he was selling out theaters all around the country, I could wrap my mind around it. I could grasp it. Matt Rife is doing nothing original. It's all the most bland, banal material. He's only 28. He kind of acts like he's, he's this guy that deserves, you know, he's, he's worked so long and so hard that he kind of finally got what he deserved. He's a kid. He's 28 years old and none of his material is original or interesting. So I've tried to, understand this obsession with Matt Reif and I've done a lot of work to tell myself it's not just that he's handsome (laughs) that can't be the only reason he's this famous but that's all I've been able to gather is that that's why he's famous so I listened to him on uh, the Joe Rogan experience I got through the first hour and a half and I gotta tell you again we have some clips and some Matt Reif's a little douchey but I gotta tell you again my focus is not even Matt Reif this is how boring Matt Reif is is that most of my criticisms are going to be about Joe Rogan in these clips. <laughs> so I, I'm glad you're saying this because I had a different takeaway on Matt Rife from this because I listened okay. to about an hour and I thought he was significantly more likable than when I went into it. Well, he's not bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, I want to either hate him or not think about him. <laughs> he's in this weird area where I'm obsessed with him and I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe I'm attracted to him. Maybe this is what he does to the ladies. Maybe I'm into him somehow. <laughs> Just questioning everything. <laughs> I don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. Down that, is up. That could be it. That might be it. Well, um, it all started with the reason we started talking about Matt Rife is because his special, his uh, YouTube special that got millions and millions of views, 
started with a message. Like he explains who he is, which is weird. And this mm-hmm. is him like not on stage yet. He's just talking to the camera. He's explaining who he is and where you can find his other work, which is odd for a, the open of a special. And then he goes, all right, let's see who gets offended. <laughs> As if to say strap in gang, because we're on the highway to the danger zone. You guys are going to want to buckle up. <laughs> And then, like I said, it was very just kind of bland shit you've heard before and then ends with crowd work. This first clip, I think, is that attitude that I'm talking about. That is probably why people are irked by this guy. I will say I like that comedians, I think, have kind of learned from Dane Cook, where everyone just openly hated Dane Cook. Mm -hmm. I think now, like, you'll hear some Matt Reif jokes, but more or less, most comedians are like, hey, good for him, you know? Yeah, I, it, the jealousy is less seething from comedians, which I do like. I am glad you brought up the attitude from this first clip because yeah. this is where in the episode I went, oh, here we fucking go. But he yeah. very quickly goes, oh, he rebounds, he, he rebounds. Yeah, he but goes, this is, yeah, he's this like is the attitude again. I'm trying to coach Matt Rife here. Yeah, <laughs> like he needs me. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting him to a play. Knock this shit off. This is what I'd like you to, you know. Get this off the uh, off the repertoire. He very quickly remembers he's on with Joe Rogan. <laughs> right. Let's see. Are you still in L.A. right now? Technically, yeah. Technically, I mean, you're I'm, I'm home road, three days right? a week, uh, three days a month, maybe. You're just constantly touring. Yeah, it's a dream come true, man. Yeah. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> but long time coming, you know. Well, oh. I don't know. That right there, I went, uh-oh. <laughs> You're 28, Matt. Don't act like that. Like I get, I'm sure you've worked your ass off. I'm sure you've hustled for a long time. And he talks in this episode about how he's like, you know, people think I just blew up on TikTok, but I was doing stand-up for a while. I'm sure that's all true. Long time coming. There's guys <laughs> fucking, you know, Bill Burr didn't get successful until he was in his 40s. Like mega success, he, yeah. There, there's guys that work for years and years longer than you and don't get their just due. Like people... Uh, yeah, you know, I mentioned Joe List all the time. Big fan of his. I still don't think he gets enough uh, respect that he deserves. And uh, sometimes people will say like, hey, like a young comedian, you should check out his Joe List. And Joe List is always like, I've literally been doing it for 25 years. <laughs> for so long. in 1998. <laughs> I've been doing this for so long. <laughs> so that's the do. Like, can we hear that again? Just uh, like, hey. About time. People finally recognized. Let's see who gets offended. Ha ha. Uh, that's right. Here. Three days a month, maybe. You're just constantly touring. Yeah, it's a dream come true, man. Yeah. Careful what you wish for. But long time coming, you know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's not careful what you wish for. It's just you just have to learn how to manage this new thing now. It's great though. It's not careful. It's fucking awesome. It's so much better than it not working out for you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he rebounds quick. I like that he's like absolutely. But a minute ago he was like, that sucks. That that was that was the quick turnaround where he went, uh, I'm on with Joe fucking Rogan right now. <laughs> Joe, can I tell you all the money and pussy I've been reeling in has gotten exhausting. You see this watch I have on? <laughs> That's what we're gonna do three hours on today, right? Is how much, how annoying it is to make money. <laughs> and fuck, fuck. Gr- my entire audience is attractive twenty-year-olds. <laughs> so good for Rogan for being like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> but yeah, that really annoyed me. But I gotta say, he did kind of rebound. There's some uh, douchiness as we progress here. Uh, this is him talking about no sleep. Yeah, this is just a lie, right? <laughs> 
I think he's telling the truth, but exaggerating like he's on stage. So here's here's my thing, and here's where my issue became more with Rogan as I was listening to this episode. Because I don't listen to a lot of people I don't know anymore on Rogan. Like when a name pops up yeah. that I, I'm like, okay, I'm not checking out a lot of new people on Rogan. And what I realized is that, and I saw this complaint about Rogan a couple times. I thought it was just, you know, people bitching about a show. Listening to this, I kind of felt it was accurate where Rogan used to be a curious guy. That's why I thought he was a great interviewer is because he would, he would be curious about his guests lives and you know, whatever their careers were, what their path were to, uh, get where they are today. Joe was curious. He would ask about these things. Now the guests have to fit Joe Rogan's interests. <laughs> so literally like guests are coming up with, they're like, Hey, I like, I like aliens. Can we talk about that? And so Joe has, has talked to this, uh, these, these sleep experts before. Mm-hmm. And you know, and he talks about like the cold plunges and all that shit. He's very into that sort of thing. So I think that this is Matt firing off one of his bullets here maybe this will interest joe even though it's a clear lie yeah i don't think this is joe not being interested i mean i will play it and then i'll say it i don't think i've even been in a rem sleep in five years dude oh that doesn't make sense it's so you'd be dead i I feel dead dead, dude but you're not you feel alive i've stayed awake for nine straight days before what yeah i don't even think that's possible i think the world record is like 11 or 13 Cause I looked into it because I genuinely started to get like fearful for my own health. You should have been, you didn't, you just gave it a Google search. You didn't go to the fucking doctor. Yeah. Well, let me go to WebMD for this very serious. <laughs> that's, that's my thing is if you're awake for nine days, you've got a lot of time to seek help. But that's why I don't think Rogan was very interested or curious. Cause he just knows it's horseshit. He kind of thought it was bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't blame him on yeah. that one. Yeah. No, our first couple of clips are things with Matt Rife where I'm like, you know what? He's fine. And again, maybe, th- maybe this is jealousy. Cause again, this is me where I would try and come up. Oh, I love, you know, Joe, I love elk. Are you into that at all? You ever had that before? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have, have you talked about it? I, I did. I must've missed that episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I, I get the instinct. He's on the biggest podcast in the world. He's trying to come up with things that Joe might be interested in. Is this the ghost hunting one? Yes. So th- I'll at least give Matt credit for this where, He's he Rogan starts getting into politics. And this is again where I'm like, Joe's just talking about things he's interested in. You think do you think Matt Rife wants to talk about Joe Biden with you? You know, no, no, not at all. And Matt smartly goes, Yeah, I have no brain for this stuff. I have no interest in it. I don't pay attention to it at all. And Joe's like, Well, here's my let me dump my opinions on you. Yeah. This is And Matt literally goes like, I ghost hunt. <laughs> This, is that is that something? Is that, is that something you're going to be interested in? Can we talk about that? This is this is where I started to like Matt Rife because I not to the extent he does, but I used to go to like allegedly haunted places just to kind of scare the shit out of myself when I was younger. Well, this is this is what annoyed me is like he's talking about ghost hunting, but listen to his experience where I'm like you're just wasting your time, Matt. What are you doing? I will say I wasn't, I wasn't as. He'd already talked about ghost hunting. Now he's explaining one of the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. things. As scared as I've been in a lot of places we've been. There is some kind of solace to the house. The uh, For those who have seen The Conjuring, he went to The Conjuring House. That's what he's talking about. 
but you get to know the history of it and it just it does make sense that there'd be something here i mean it's on some ley lines of water underground it's there was war spot there there's apparently bodies buried on on the property in the walls of of the um the property structures and stuff there's a lot of history that goes into it that just makes for like kind of the perfect storm for some creepy shit Mm. but I didn't witness anything that was that insane. Some items moved, some some cars rolled off of the children's dressers a couple of times on cue. And that's that's the one thing I do pride ourselves in these videos is so often we get absolutely nothing because we don't fake anything. So you only get to see the highlights. Like there's so many times we'll go to a place that is so notoriously haunted and we'll be there for 10 hours and get absolutely nothing. And it sucks, but that makes when something does happen that much more valuable. It's so what? much more impressive. That's a weird point of pride to be like, sometimes we waste eight, 10, 12 hours. So I, yeah, I kind of <laughs> get what he's saying. Cause if you watch these shows on television, there's clearly a guy like behind the door throwing well, it shut. I, I think they talked about after like the idea that that catching Bigfoot show is still on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where they've had no results. So that is a good point. But I like Matt's like, yeah, it's a point of pride where sometimes we waste an entire day <laughs> looking at an empty house. That's, <laughs> is that a ghost? <laughs> that was another one of my favorite parts that we don't have a clip for is when he's like, yeah, uh, you ever seen a Les Stroud show? And he's like, no. And Joe was like, fuck, like this is going to be a long one. <laughs> But not it's weird. I noticed I listened to uh, Louis J. Gomez on with Rogan, too. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit, which is weird. You'd think they'd have more in common, but there's an element of like Rogan only wants to talk about UFC, space, cancel culture <laughs> and and, you know, workout methods or archery, <laughs> like phys- physical activity like that. But Matt Reif could have just been like, uh, I went to the moon last week and Rogan would be like, no, you fucking didn't. <laughs> Hey, I'm jacked. Let's talk about being jacked comics. You want to talk <laughs> we got about, that in common. Yeah, That's the only thing we could talk about. They do talk about recovery at one point. And I was like, here we go. <laughs> but that's so the thing with Matt Rife that I was interested to hear about. And this is why, like, uh, you know, on Why You Laughing, we always use clips from Marin because I think Marin's a good interviewer in the sense that he's curious. He wants mm-hmm. to know about guys' careers. Like if he had Matt Reif on, um, there would be a lot of talking down to him. But <laughs> yes. But he'd be curious about how Matt got here and everything. Rogan, I'm like, you have this kid. He's on a rocket ship to the moon. <laughs> and you're not asking him about him at all. You're talking about Joe Biden. How he got there, nothing. There was nothing. I mean, he's a TikTok star. They talk about TikTok a little bit. And Matt starts getting into like how much he hates social media. Now you'd think that'd be an opening for Joe to be like, that's your entire living. What are you talking about? And they don't really, they don't talk about it. It's like, I thought Rogan did a bad job, but I think it's be, kind of because he's so rich now and has a lot of yes men around him. That he, That's why I think it's great that the protect our parks guys go in there. Cause literally Rogan will tell a story and Norman will snore. In front of him. <laughs> like, I think he needs that a little bit to put himself in check. Yeah. You don't you don't remember that interview Dan Cook did when he was like, my space fucking sucks. I hate it. <laughs> it's like, really? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was a very weird job by Rogan. It started to frustrate me, which I think is what we're getting into now more. Uh, yeah. Next we have dismissive Rogan. I mean, this is like, I think it's more that Rogan was like grossed out by the video they were talking yeah, about. A th- that was going to be my point. But it's funny. It's just funny to hear Rogan like this dismissive to someone. <laughs> like clearly he can do, exi- as we'll see, R- Rogan can do exactly what he does and not be a dick. <laughs> yeah. He just make like, 
he's making Matt feel uncomfortable about this. Right. <laughs> he's the, Joe's the one that brought this up. Right. Have you ever seen Chimp Nation on uh, Netflix? I don't think so. You gotta watch it. It's wild. Because um, what's up? The picture of the lady after the attack. oh, don't show me. Yeah, okay. Don't show me it. Can I see it? Okay. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm sorry. I won't show it's okay. Just Chimp put it on. Put it on the screen. He can yeah. look at it. Uh, I don't want to see this lady's face. <laughs> he's treating him like an asshole now. <laughs> Kids curious about things you're into, and you're like, all right. <laughs> This is there. There are moments where you got a little, a sort of a Mr. Rogan vibe from Matt. Like you realize he's a 28 year old on with the biggest podcaster in the world, the biggest interviewer in the world, really. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And Rose like, <laughs> Rogan's like, "Now nah, let him watch it, whatever." Yeah. Throughout this whole interview, he actually called him dad a few times by accident. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I kind I started to like Matt a little bit. Someone messaged me. And was like, hey, man, I don't know if it's just me, but I, I don't know what it is about this Matt Rife guy. Like, I I can't bring myself to like him. I can't bring <laughs> myself to hate him. Rogan, I don't, yeah. And, and I was like, I know, I don't. I'm the same way, but I kind of want to like him. He's not crazy unlikable. That's the thing about him. Right. He's not. I wish he was a little more hateable, and he isn't. Hoping he was like another Gergio. Yes. I want. Oh, I want <laughs> Gergio to come back so badly. <laughs> He's gone. We're never going to see what the hell happened to him. Because I heard Dan Soder talking about this recently, the man who discovered Pete Gergio. And he said that Gergio openly like owns that he does that. That's new. Where people ask him and say like, hey, you know, they bring up like, hey, is that like laugh track shit on in your TikToks? And he's like, that's the game, man. That's what you got to do now. <laughs> yes. And Soder was like, no, you don't. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know how many takes had like a toilet flushing. And he was like, fuck. You had to like shoot it again. <laughs> well, my I, I I always said this about Gergio that my favorite part is imagining when he like does the like like look at the crowd. <laughs> just if I just to be a fly on the wall in the room where there actually is no laughter, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I mean, am I right, guys? Like what? <laughs> just silence. He's got his teddies from when he was young, just sitting on chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like I said, Matt Rive wasn't crazy unlikable. I kind of wanted him to be, and I'll admit. Maybe we started out with this segment so I could put Matt Rife and Joe Rogan in the title of this episode. <laughs> Sue me. I'm a businessman. <laughs> but uh, it it did start to like turn me on just being annoyed with Joe Rogan. I, I became a Reddit commenter of Joe Rogan's <laughs> as I was listening to this. And I think our last, is this our last clip? Yep. This is a, uh, it's just, again, him not getting the joke. This is actually not a terrible joke by Matt Rife. <laughs> but it's Rogan just like, I don't know if it's that he doesn't pay attention. He's so focused on like what he wants to get into that he's just not paying attention to jokes. I don't know what it is. but I wonder if it's like he needs to be so careful about what comes out of his mouth because it might make like top news for three days. Maybe, but he's kind of always been like that. And, you know, the one I always reference when we talk about this is Jim Norton. Mm-hmm. Where I remember Norton as an interviewer would do that shit. Like when younger comedians come in, like I remember when uh, Mark Norman and uh, Sam Morelli used to talk about this, but I specifically remember it with Nick Mullen, where Mullen would be like fucking around and just say something absurd. And Norton would be like, really? What do you mean by that? Yes. Yes. And Mullen's like, I don't don't know. I was kidding. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yes. Rogan is king of that. Yeah. You know, the thing about hippos is it's one of those other animals that for whatever reason, when we anthropomorphize, when we give them like human characteristics, we make them sweet. 
hungry, hungry hippo. Yeah. You know, like polar bears. Like it's Coca-Cola. No, absolutely. Oh, by the way, can I so- say the just as a premise, not true. <laughs> 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 He's about to launch into a bit about how like we don't know bears are dangerous. Yeah, we're gonna go pet them. <laughs> Coca Cola. No, absolutely not. bars. So aggressive. They're terrifying. No, fuck we all do that. that with so many like terrifying animals. We you know fucking uh, Yogi Bear. We turned we turned one of the scariest animals in the forest. Place. Hey, boo boo. Yeah. Let's get us a cake and a basket. Remember that? Is this anything, Matt? <laughs> Do the girls like this? <laughs> Dude, Yogi Bear was like this sweetheart. And how many people grew up thinking bears were their friends because of that stupid shit? And then these dummies, you go out in the woods and you're like, oh no. Mauled to death. People used to look <laughs> at bears for what they are. And then teddy bears came around. Hold and on. This is when you, <laughs> I don't know if Joe's lost touch a little bit or what he's doing. He thinks too much about things. This is a time where people looked at bears for what they were. <laughs> Just bears. <laughs> what a ridiculous statement. Like we've lost touch with what bears are. Joe's talking like at a rapid clip. People are like, hello, wild bear. <laughs> this is this You're my friend. <laughs> I wish you didn't bring up him working on material on Matt Rife because now I'm disgusted. Well, here's the thing, too. Joe is like running bits by Matt. God forbid Matt tried to get a joke in. (laughs) You won't let him talk. And then teddy bears came around. And then when they started giving people teddy bears, then they started like thinking that like bears are your little friends. Yeah. And then Build-A-Bear's responsible for a lot of deaths. Oh. People don't talk about that enough. I don't think Build-A-Bear is responsible. (laughs) You know, Joe. First of all, not a bad joke by Matt Reif, and I think he was even going for a, like a Bilderberg thing. He could have, even if it was think, just the, the teddy bears. I think that was kind of the reference he was making, but even if it's just the teddy bears, it's still f- funny. Like, it's, yeah. for this conversation, that was funny. And listen to Joe. He's just like, no, no, no. Matt, uh, we're going to want to fact. Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> yeah. He's like, is build a bear? How many deaths is build a bear responsible for? He's like, you know, you know, Teddy, Teddy bears and Teddy grams are humanizing bears. And yeah, build a bears responsible for a lot of deaths is a funny. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's too far. Matt. Hey, we're all having a good time, but Jesus watch it, dude. This is Spotify's my show. He's going to have to come up with a new color notification to put on their episodes. Yeah. Red for blood because of build a bear. <laughs> And then Build-A-Bear is responsible for a lot of deaths. Oh. People don't talk about that enough. I don't think Build-A-Bear is responsible, but the teddy bear is. The Build-A-Bear, by the time Build-A-Bear came, it was already yeah. Disney movies. It was already too late. Yeah. It was already yeah. too late. Bears was your friends. Matt, Matt Rife's <laughs> even, idiot. Matt Rife's even like, all right. <laughs> You're not what I thought you were. <laughs> it was too late. I, the wildness of Joe to say, no, 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 Matt. It was not Build-A-Bear. Teddy bears, however, that'll grant you. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere interesting. Yes, if you want to say teddy bears are responsible, sure, I'm not going to have you besmirch build a bear, but. <laughs> that, was, that was the end of it. That's like, oh, yeah, no, you're right, I guess. Yeah, should I leave? You can just continue this by yourself. <laughs> I, think, I think you can tell. I, I've made this up in my mind just when I look at the time of an episode. If I see less than three hours, I always think, oh, I guess Joe wasn't having fun today. <laughs> and before it would be Joe like, gets bored. <laughs> yeah. And before you'd be like, wow, they really rifled through some stuff. Right. And now you're like, he didn't like them. 
<laughs> the only one I saw that was under three hours recently was uh, uh, Bill Maher, and that was me going, Bill Maher just got bored. <laughs> but yeah, that's the the, the strange... The, that's the... I think the main issue with Rogan now is he's gotten... He's become like the character of Rogan a little too much. Mm-hmm. Where for a while, I used to hate when people complained about that. People would say like, oh, he talks about... UFC all the time, or he talks about DMT. It's like, well, th- those are things he's interested in. Who gives a shit? But now when I listen to an interview with a, a guy that could have been an interesting conversation and you're literally just talking, you're talking about bears not being scary enough in right. the media. So I, I don't know if it was on this show, or if I heard it on a different show, but I, someone was talking about, um, if you hear Joe Rogan bring up chimpanzees, the interview's done. <laughs> this, oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that's if what it, they were talking about in the last clip. <laughs> that's that's what they talked about in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah. In, oh, I didn't realize it was that quick. Yeah. So that's when I was. I went. Uh oh. Like, because now now I that's stuck in my brain, and I'm like, oh, if, if they go uh, yeah. animal maulings, the interview's toast. He's like, you're a TikTok kid, right, Matt? This could be a three-minute episode. We just get out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll put this on your TikTok. It'll probably get more views. The other thing I just did want to mention before we move on from Rogan is that I, I before when Craig played me the clip before the show, I said, why does it sound like shit? And Craig immediately throws Jamie Vernon under the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, I just, all I did was record it. <laughs> So you hear that, Jamie? We're coming for you. Yeah, it's always very gain heavy. It's your fault. It's gain heavy. Um. All right. Where to next? What are you, What are you thinking? I'm thinking since uh, a great man memorialized a day that just passed, and I worry that in this country, although the slogan is never forget, in some ways we have forgotten. One man has not, and that would be Alec Baldwin. Oh, Alec Pay tribute to, to September 11th. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> so he, I got to say, it's not his douchiest eulogy, <laughs> but it's more the subject man, that he felt the need to comment on this is what I really found fascinating. We haven't heard from Alec in a little while. He, he took a short break from eulogizing people. He's out picketing, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, but obviously on September 11th, I guess this is September 10th, the night before, he said America, in order to continue healing 22 years later, they need to hear from New York's daddy, Alec Baldwin. Uh, he's a hero we all need. We all deserve. He is. But uh, here we go here. Uh, you can tell Craig always, wanna... he's stalling for time, really pretends he has passion for what he's saying. You can yeah. always tell he's very interested. And not just rambling to yep. get the clip up. Yeah, it's me making sure it's in this shape rather than tiny. That's all I was fixing. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> to uh, take a moment to mention that I watched the 60 Minutes piece about 9-11. Now, hold on. Which- Already. Already it's wrong. <laughs> Already he shouldn't be posting. <laughs> Start this over. Because he says, I just, I just wanted to take out some time to mention that I watched 60 Minutes. <laughs> Alec, in 2023, no one ever has to mention that. Never. Most people aren't watching. They've clicked over to the night football game by the time 60 Minutes is on. That's right. You don't need to tell us about it. But here's Alec's breakdown. Much like we're reacting to Alec Baldwin's Instagram posts, he reacts to 60 Minutes. I wanted to uh, take a moment to mention that I watched the 
60 minutes piece about 9-11 that was on. Oh, good. Can we leave now? Uh, <laughs> That's it. You you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we should check that out. We should just end the show and go watch it. <laughs> Tonight, Sunday night, and uh, very well done. Very well done. And the focus, you know, exclusively. Massive kudos to you, 60 <laughs> minutes. Hats off from the Baldwin house. The buildings go boom, bang, clack, bow. I gotta say, with only 22 years of prep, I didn't think they could do it, but 60 <laughs> minutes, you really pulled it off. They had a lot of video to go through. <laughs> you know, no one's ever really dissected 9-11 before, so <laughs> I thought it was about time that 60 minutes tackled the tough issues. He's gonna film a movie about it and throw someone off a building. <laughs> it's this, I mean, top two conspiracies in American history would be 9-11 and Kennedy in so, whatever order you want to put them in. And Alec Baldwin's like, finally, they're talking about it. That's good. <laughs> Firefighters, the FDNY uh, profiles and of the people who, who both lived, you know, who survived that. I do enjoy how he's going to list things they talked about. He goes, firefighters, the FDNY. <laughs> Uh, buildings. Alec loves lists, as we found. <laughs> but he listed two of the same thing in a row. <laughs> uh, tower one, tower two. I noticed they didn't mention building seven for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he goes to say building seven, but there's a jump cut because he edited it out. <laughs> <laughs> Conspicuously off the list. Died. Um, and uh, it was really, really tough. It was really, really, really... Such oh, a was it? <laughs> was that a rough day? <laughs> it was pretty bad. Uh, I got in, in summation, folks, 9-11, no bueno, <laughs> as we say in the Baldwin house. Painful revisitation of that whole situation. I, I, as I've mentioned uh, in some posts, I think, uh, previously, that uh, on the day of 9-11... How much are you posting about 9-11? <laughs> You go back and there's his uh, his post jump like a thousand. <laughs> uh, I felt my first 11 posts didn't encapsulate what I was true feeling <laughs> on September 10th. Imagine the ball of emotions I'll be tomorrow. <laughs> Long Island rehearsing to, to do a play. It was the first time that this theater company I worked with had decided to extend their season beyond the Labor Day weekend and go into the fall to do a show. And they did this play out there. Okay, so Alec, on 9-11 you were in a different town? Me too. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I was like I was like a three hour drive away. Does that mean anything? Uh, Tuesday, uh, as everybody recalls, 9-11 was a Tuesday and um, uh, primary election day in New York actually. Wow. And, um, I mean, talk about a I, you hear about a case of the Mondays a lot but I think that should have been changed because that was a that was a rough Tuesday. It would have been great if he didn't realize that the, the year later it would be a Wednesday and he's like, conspiracy begins. <laughs> the thing is, you're almost, you know, they call Wednesday hump day because you're almost over that hump. And that's the real shame of it is, it was, in some ways, it was kind of their Friday. It was the end of the week for a lot of people. So I suppose, I suppose <laughs> if you put that spin on it. 9-11-2001, most people's Fridays. Print the shirts. An, an eternal Friday. Uh, you know, for about 3,000 people, they took a long weekend after that. Uh, Merrill Lynch certainly wasn't opening. I was out there in East Hampton and uh, got all the 
I was out there in the bougie part of the state, yeah. nice and safe. <laughs> I was in my mansion, <laughs> fearing for my life. We're kind of the same. Me and the FDNY, same experience, more or less. Yeah, on 9-11, I, I remembered the South Park movie, and uh, I got scared for my life. <laughs> I, I went to my panic room and waited it out. <laughs> Canada's bombing the Baldwins. Uh, array of notifications from people and sat through that experience like everybody else went into the city a week later went to the to ground zero with my brother billy and we worked with the red cross and served meals and yeah here's how i'm swept great a lot of it up by then Helic. <laughs> here's how i'm great by the way <laughs> you waited a week <laughs> donald trump was down there that day damn straight baby i mean sorry wrong show yeah, if you believe that <laughs> i was listening to richard ojeda the other day at video we're there for the uh the uh, midnight mass uh, uh, for Christmas time. I think we went there for Christmas to serve as well. This is months uh, later. My mm-hmm. fucking up, but I never were I there. was I very was brave. Crazy. Within within a season, I was able to muster the courage to start <laughs> supporting the victims. <laughs> you know, as I always say, don't judge until the charges come. <laughs> 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 I I said it on 9-11 and I'll say it now. Let's get all the facts first <laughs> before we start pointing fingers. Called a crucifix made out of the girl. I have to say anyone could have discharged those planes. They could have come from anywhere. <laughs> and what do I mean do, who knows who loaded those planes? That's the real thing. It was probably some cinematographer that deserved to die. I'm disgusted by those armorers that flew those planes. I mean, those terrorists that flew those planes. <laughs> by everything that people recall about all that. But this program, you know, tomorrow's 9-11, obviously, and uh, this program on 60 Minutes brought back to me just the, the blessing that is the heroism of these people. You know, these, these men... He's talking about- I'm sure it was a generic 60 minutes 9-11. I'm sure they do it every year. Yeah. Just like, hey, 9-11 was pretty crazy, huh? I'm imagining now that we're, you know, five days later that they didn't tackle a lot of issues we haven't heard before. And Alex's like, boy, finally, someone's, it's just good that someone's talking about it, you know? Yeah. They're really good at getting to a part that's almost interesting and then playing the stopwatch and going to commercial. <laughs> Someone that- Did George Bush know it was going to happen? Well, we'll be back after this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> tick, 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 tick. But these people, a lot of them, they knew they were going to die, or they thought there was a very good chance they were going to die. And uh, 343 people, that's what they claimed on the TV show, you know, uh, 343 people. Firefighters. If you, if you believe that. <laughs> I don't know if anyone died that day. And why weren't there any Jews in the building? Like how he's only talking about the first responders, not the other 2,700 people that died. He gets there. He realizes his numbers are a little off. Oh, okay. 343 people died um, uh, as, a, as a result from the FDNY. 343 firefighters died as a result of the attack. Yeah, about 3,000 other jerks. Wasn't it actually like 290-something? Yeah. Like it was like 3,000 nobodies and uh, 343 firefighters. World That's Trade how Center. the Baldwin family looks at it. And so uh, another year, uh, 22 years later, 
Hard to believe. Meanwhile, his eight-year-old is like, Dad, can I get back in my room, please? Can you stop filming these things in here? I was not alive for this even close. <laughs> Go back to work. End this writer's strike so you have something to do. Joshua McKay in the chat says, I'm glad I caught the live show on iPad. <laughs> Ah, yes. I was watching 60 Minutes on iPad. Oh, they make you feel like you're in the towers on iPad. You got virtual reality 9-11. I almost jumped out my own window. (laughs) Thinking it was either this or burning alive. He's going to jump out his window. His wife takes the fucking virtual reality glasses off. Oh, God. Oh, no, Alec, you're on iPad. <laughs> I can't do accents. You're Irish. <laughs> I guess I did do her accent, kind of. <laughs> yes, you did. Two years, I remember that like it was yesterday. Um, 22 years later, I just want to say, God bless everyone. God bless everyone who died. Here's, here's where you think he's wrapping up, by the way. Yep, nope. We still got like a minute left. <laughs> God, but he, now, now he's filibustering for the rest of his video. <laughs> 343 people who died. God bless their families. God bless the firefighters who've gone on. There was a nice piece of the show about this, about the next generation that went in to take the oath and put the uniform on and risk their lives as well. Very compelling. Very compelling. And I'm, I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I hope for all the men who died that uh, gave that right to me. <laughs> Just saying nothing. He's really snubbing everyone else and the cops. <laughs> it's mostly about the firefighters. And now let's not forget to pay tribute to the 13 brave. <laughs> the 13 brave men who sacrificed their lives that day. 343 firefighters, 72 police officers, 55 members of the military, and 411 other emergency workers. Was it 13, Terry? The joke doesn't work if I'm getting the number wrong. But <laughs> I think it was 13. Okay, yeah. I believe. I remember there's a great... Have you ever seen the movie um, uh, The Big Sick starring Kamel Nanjiani? I've never seen it. It's a very good rom-com. I recommend it. 19, terrorists. Uh, 19. 19. I, I, I knew that was too low. Damn it. <laughs> but uh, Ray Romano's the plays the father-in-law, like the girlfriend's dad, mm-hmm. and uh, he has to make conversation. He's alone with Kamel, and he has to make conversation, and he just blurts out a nine eleven. Kamel's like, "What about it?" He's like, "I, I don't know, just your thoughts." <laughs> and Kamel's like, "Yeah, we lost nineteen of our best guys that day." <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> Just, just a really, really incredibly. I'll start with the A's. Muhammad Atta. <laughs> just going alphabetically, folks. I'll get through this. <laughs> I was watching a, a, a video on uh, Jerry's show the other day, yeah. and it was the the ticket guy on 9-11 was talking, and he goes, I saw Muhammad Atta, and I just went, that guy's a terrorist. But you know, <laughs> he goes. He goes. But you know, Jerry's like me too. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was like, uh, he was talking about how the uh, you know cultural and all that shit was going on, and I didn't think that happened till after. Well, no, because you. I mean, we played the Stern clips on. Why are you laughing, guys? Go check that out at blindmike.net if you'd like to. Drew Lane was on a great episode. 
Mm-hmm. Also, check out the Gary Shandling episode, uh, which is up today. But I digress. Um, you heard in that clip the immediacy of Howard jumping to knowing who it was. Right. So. Right. Um, all right. Now, by the way, we are, uh, spoiler alert, this is not how it ends. But if Alec went on to read the name of every single victim, we'd be watching the whole video. I just want you guys to know that. Yes, we would. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not far off, I got to say. <laughs> I know. Painful thing to watch. Yeah. Heroism. Heroism. There's a lot of heroism. Fortitude. He just starts <laughs> saying <laughs> adjectives. <laughs> Innocent in the court of your own peers. <laughs> the FDNY in New York. Conspiracy. <laughs> Witch hunt. <laughs> Plant. <laughs> God bless all of you who continue to serve in that capacity and uh, your families for supporting you and loving you and having to live with that kind of risk. And um, thank you to everyone who... I gotta be honest, every time he does one of these I'm gonna get emotional videos, I love hearing the ambient sounds of his family living their life. And he's <laughs> he's like in a room right next to them with the door open. Honey, put your shoes on. <laughs> Sacrificed their lives and uh, survived the 9-11 event and God bless everybody who died in 9-11. <laughs> Thanks, Alec. God bless everybody. Who died. Hey, that beeping isn't fixed. Do you hear that? <laughs> Was that the beep? Rewind, yeah. He's further away. He's learned that lesson. <laughs> so that's what happens when he kills someone with a gun. <laughs> that's, that's the famous beep. <laughs> that's- oh, I'm sorry. My tragedy meter is going off. <laughs> Oh my god. You hear that? Yes. He hasn't figured, the Baldwin house must be maddening. Hold on one more time. Let's double check. <laughs> That's insane. The 9-11 event and God bless everybody who died in 9-11. <laughs> Guys, listen to the end of the show today. The outro has it. It's louder, but it's the same noise. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, definitely. That's why you gotta watch all the way through. Wait, maybe it wasn't. That was another one really quick. It was two there. What does he live in a fucking grocery store checkout line? <laughs> it has to be that noise. My eight-year-old's turn on iPad. He's playing a game. <laughs> Sacrificed their lives and uh, survived the 9-11 event. And uh, God bless everybody who died in 9-11. But mostly God bless the ones who survived. God bless everybody who died. <laughs> the ones who are dead probably don't follow me on Instagram. The real heroes that are still breathing. <laughs> And also, if you're alive, please follow my wife on Instagram. (laughs) We've passed one million followers, and the road to two million is just around the corner. All of them, not just the FDNY, but... Who else? God bless everybody who died as a result of that. (laughs) He's trying not just the FDNY, but you know the others. He's trying to cry right now. (laughs) Let's come on, Alec, you can muster up something. God bless everybody who died as a result You're of that. Beetlejuice, goddammit. <laughs> Horrible day. 22 years ago tomorrow. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome there, big guy. <laughs> hey, no problem, Alec. Glad we got here together. 
<laughs> can we uh, can we juxtapose this with somebody else talking about 9-11 real quick? Who's that? OJ Simpson. Oh, did I you, suppose. Did you see? Yeah, I didn't understand this clip. Is he on someone's show or something? I think he's on. It sounds like he's on like a Dan Lebitard type show. It'd be great if Dan Lebitard had him on. <laughs> yucking it up with him. <laughs> yucking it up. So that's how serious Alec Baldwin takes 9-11. Let's yeah. see. O.J. Simpson, who played a lot of his career in New York. He did, yes. <laughs> let's, see, let's see. Apparently just as far away as uh, Alec was on 9-11. He might, have, he might have been closer. <laughs> <laughs> but here's O.J. The Jets are still going to be good. They got that defense, and that kid learned a lot from Aaron. Unfortunately, uh, 9-11 is just a bad date for New York, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You said it, Juice. <laughs> it is a rough one. That's what you Aaron Rodgers and the Twin Towers all went down. 9-11's just a bad day for New York. Can I tell you what's weird is that I've, I've heard OJ say enough ridiculous shit that that doesn't even phase me. <laughs> what bugged me about that clip was him being like, uh, I assume he's talking about Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. saying like, he learned a lot from Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Known each other for three months. <laughs> At most. <laughs> At most. Um, yeah, so it's good to hear the juice is back at it still. Uh, super chat from Hamburger, two bucks. Hey, fam, don't forget to smash that like button. Yes. Craig, right. make the super chat noise. Uh, yay, super chat. Yeah, so, he watched it. He, he watched WATS six months ago. That's great. <laughs> he does them all <laughs> once in a while. He can't play the song every time. <laughs> uh, Justin Trudell, 20 bucks. Jesus. Uh, this is off topic, but when my grandfather was dying, my dad took me to New York to, quote, get my mind off of it and do something fun, end quote. How I th- great would it be if that was on 9-11? <laughs> I thought it was a nice gesture <laughs> until I looked at the GPS and saw One World Trade Center. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get yourself an education, son. <laughs> uh, Drew, Drew P. Balls, $10 super sticker. Thank you, sir. Thank you, buddy. Um, oh, you know what we forgot? I, I meant to do this earlier, actually, because they're in the news lately. People are giving Mila and Ashton a lot of shit. Um, do we know, by the way, is the letter that they wrote, have you read it? I have not seen it. Okay. Because I'm curious if it says, like, Hey, the man we know, or or is it saying like he's innocent? <laughs> he never would have done this. Because <laughs> I do think that's a big difference. Like people are jumping on them for what's in that letter, but I do think there's context as to like them knowing a guy for 25 years versus them being like, he didn't do this. No chance. You know? <laughs> not, not our Danny. From what they claim in their uh, really weird apology video that definitely has a gun pointed at them while it's recording, yeah. uh, that it was just a letter explaining how his character was to them. Right. Well, you know, the best part I heard about that uh, apology video mm-hmm. is that they're, they, they picked a corner of their house that looks relatable to human beings. <laughs> and the and shed. And <laughs> at the end, you see like Mila like turn off the camera or whatever. Mm hmm. And the best point I heard was like, what's funny about them trying to look relatable is, you know, if that camera turned around, there's a team of 30 people doing everything. You know what I mean? Like they're on their iPhone just to seem like people, but there's an entire team of, of handlers working with them 
in that room. I got the still shot of her shutting it off right now on the screen. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> so they've they've taken a lot of shit, and you know, uh, you know, Mikey's- I spe- I'm a voice for the innocent, always have been. Yep. So uh, I wanted to take a look. Has this been going around? Have you seen this clip? I think. Um, I know there's a Danny Masterson clip going around with him on Conan. Yes, I saw that. A lot of people are sharing that. <clears throat> yep. This one I have not seen. Ashton and Mila on with Rosie uh, in 2002. So this is, uh, you know, a decent run into that 70s show, probably four or five years in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if Mila and Ashton were dating at this time. But this is a this is just a clip. Now listen, 2002 is a different time. I don't want them to get in trouble. I just thought they were in the news, so this would be a funny clip to play. Yeah. But if you talk about something not holding up well, yeah this this video, um, I believe I saw a couple years ago because of one Mike Harris who just decided to talk about how Ashton Kutcher is a pedophile one time, and oh, uh, unfounded, but okay. Uh, I think it had to do with when he was. Um, doing his uh, pedophile takedowns, he would watch the videos himself. In His pedophile takedowns. <laughs> yes. In- <laughs> Prime fighter Mike Harris. Yeah. I, I think I have this right. And Mike Who passed flip- away, by the way. Thank you to the gentleman on Patreon that reached out to me. It was sad to lose Mike Harris. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's a father <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, a lawyer. Almost. Right? almost. Almost a lawyer. He was a good man. Six so times. Sad to lose him. Six times almost. Yeah. Uh, all right, sorry. So yeah, Mike Harris is taking down pedophiles. Back to Ashton Kutcher. Um, they're talking about the hijinks that these wacky kids would get into on the set of that '70s show. Now it's important to note that Mila Kunis famously uh, faked her way into the audition by saying she was like 16 when she was really 14 or something like that. Mm-hmm. She was 14 years old when she was cast as Jackie Burkhardt in that 70s show, while the rest of the cast was in their 20s, basically. Mm-hmm. That's where things get a little murky as uh, time has moved on here. You know what's funny is when she was she was 14 when we started the show, I was like 19, right? Right. And they're like, okay, you guys are going to be making out in this scene. And I'm like thinking like, wait, this is like slightly illegal, right? I was going to say, that's right? probably your first kiss ever, right? It was my first kiss. Why some a bet you made with Danny about our first kiss? No, it wasn't the first <laughs> kiss. Uh-oh. I bet you can't rape her as quick as I can. <laughs> I bet you can't get this into her drink. <laughs> Danny was just pissed you weren't allowed to hold her down to win the bet. <laughs> what kind of what kind of wacky schemes could Danny Masterson cook up? <laughs> No, it was like a second or third kiss. It was the first. It was like the first week. No, it was not the first week. Whatever. Let me tell you. Rosie, this bitch is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be clear. I did not statutory rape this girl, just so everyone knows. Did you kiss her within the next three and a half to four years, though? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Go back a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's funny to hear the innocence in Mila Kunis where she's like, what's wrong with you? This is never going to come back to ruin your life. <laughs> Why do you care so much? That was my first kiss. Why does someone bet you made with Danny about our first kiss? No, it wasn't the first kiss. <laughs> no, it was like a ahead. second or third kiss. It was the first. It was like the first week. No, it was not the first week. Whatever. Let me tell you what All happened. Right, what no, no, no. Rosie, I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, please shut up. I gotta say, I gotta give credit to Rosie's interview skills here. Just getting out of the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> Incriminate yep. yourselves, kids. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 
because I never kissed yeah. a guy. So okay. I was I was so I mean, you know, Ash was attractive and yeah. I was a fourteen year old little girl and I was extremely scared for my life. Sure. <laughs> not little, just so everyone knows, not a little girl. Looked like she she tricked everyone. <laughs> Ash just starts blurting out fucking accusations. Isn't aren't you here's the weird thing about Hollywood, or one of them, I guess. Yeah. Um, I remember watching some interview about um, Superbad in McLovin's scene at the end when he's in bed with that girl. He is underage in that and she is not. So they yeah. couldn't, they could kiss, but they couldn't physically move. Right. But I feel like the kissing is just as bad. It's, it's kind of <laughs> weird that they can kiss. Yeah. Especially if it's like a makeout scene. Yeah. So like if you watch like That's the- still pretty weird. Yeah. Hit the, oh my God, it's in scene. That's the one I'm talking about and that they were talking about. So if you watch, you don't actually see him humping anything. I feel, there, there's no way that's happening now. No, no, no shot. No fucking shot. Cuties yeah, ruined. Those kids on uh, yeah. Euphoria are all above board, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, cuties ruined a lot of uh, cinematography. <laughs> yes, ruined. That's a good phrase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he was very nice about it. He was like, oh, don't worry. So I was like, okay. So then Danny goes to him and goes, dude, I'll give you $10 if you French kiss her. Oh, maybe that's it. You you can just peck or something. Yeah. 20 if you shove it in. <laughs> if she says, please stop and you keep going, I'll, go, I'll buy you a car. I'll give you $10 for every finger you get in. <laughs> Tongue in my mouth or some... What? No, 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 no. $10. You're making it sound like it was like really bad. Okay, damn. Yeah, you're making it sound like in 25 <laughs> years, he's going to go to jail for rape. Come on. You got to please stop this right now. <laughs> you know, come on. You and I know we're going to write a letter someday saying Danny's not that kind of guy. <laughs> come on. He would never do this. Please cut it out. <laughs> Mila's like, so anyways, they slip something to my drink. I get a little woozy. I wake up on Eric Foreman's couch. Yeah, why are you being weird about this, Ashton? Tell them. <laughs> little side bed yeah, going. Yeah. Like, Which was as to whether or not, you know, like, you know, you're kissing on the show or boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. You would use time. I wake right up and see my Voldorama's buckling his fucking belt. <laughs> You, it I depends mean, what kind of an actor you are, I absolutely, guess. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. So Danny bets me like 20 bucks that I wouldn't do like, it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Your funeral, pal. <laughs> yeah, Wilmer Valderrama had no idea what was going on. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, sure. What's the deal? You and know? then the cop showed up and you got arrested <laughs> pretty much. They but he should never, have. He but never he, did it. And I he so did it. He I claimed so to this oh. day he did it. Say legally, what he meant to say is Danny did it. <laughs> I just want to be clear. <laughs> he tried, but I think no, I my mouth so Yeah, come on. yeah. You did the old teeth block. Yes, yeah, you did the teeth block. I did everything to stop it at age fourteen, and but when he wants something, he's getting in there. You know what was weird is like she was about to bury him. And then pulled back, and then he goes, "No, I did do it." <laughs> <laughs> well, it shows you how different this is. This is 2002. 
it shows you how different that was. <laughs> because now, if that comes up on a talk, Ashton is still like, nope, 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 never happened. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> She's lying, Rosie. Blame victims. <laughs> this bitch is lying. You were getting excited. You didn't. You didn't, Ashton. Just admit it. Dad, I swear. She's 14. She did it. You stop it. She would know that was not the first. You had turned 15 by then. No, she was 12. (laughs) He's making it a lot better. (laughs) I guess it depends on what state they were in. This could play out safely. Oh, no. You were an elderly 15. (laughs) (laughs) No big difference. Not one year makes the whole world change. You you were were (laughs) pre-metapausal. You're dealing with hot flashes. Answer the question. <laughs> right then, we're coming up with the guy who has a name that should have been chased for show business. Wilmer Vanderama. I don't even know how to say it. What's the point? Yeah, oh, that's a way, all right. Well, I guess we're done with the clip, but that's a way to respect your guest, Rosie. I was going to say, what were you what saying? That show didn't last. What were you saying about her skills? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have the foreigner from fucking what's its toes, seventies something. <laughs> uh, poor guys. Uh, yeah. So I thought again, I don't think it should be dragged up in the like. I don't. I think Mila and Ashton are getting dragged kind of unnecessarily. It depends on what's in that. I note. think it's. I think it's weird that they wrote that letter. But again, if the letter is like, "Hey, we knew this person." Now, where they're fucking morons is not thinking he would get out. Right. Like, if you're going to write that letter, if you're that good of friends with the guy, which if that's true, I almost respect their loyalty in a way, but you have to have a statement prepared. Hey, we've known this man for this long. We felt that with, you know, going through the the legal system, going through the criminal justice system, uh, he's someone that can come out rehabilitated. So we wanted to help ease his sentence a little bit. We think it's been a long time since some of these accusations, blah, blah, blah. I had it all mapped out for him and they don't listen to me, you know? Why do I run these meetings <laughs> if you guys aren't going to listen to me? Why Why is this? How did this get out and then disappear from the internet is what I want to know. What do you mean? That they wrote this letter. How did it disappear from the internet? What do you mean? So clearly people have seen it. Like why, Oh, why? so do you mean the letter has disappeared? Is it why? I, is it not still out there? I'm looking for it right now and it's just the video. Oh, wait. You have a team impact statement from Jane. Oh, no, that's not it. Damn it. I want to know what Kurtwood Smith's statement was. He's a good guy. <laughs> There's going to be a lot more than a foot in his ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he sends it in in character, hoping it wins everyone over. Uh, Mike, what are these creepy Scientologists who excused rape? Are they, are they, are they Scientologists too? Uh, Danny Masterson is. I don't know. About I know that. That's why I was stunned other. that it went through. You never really see that with them. Yeah, well, you know, once in a while. <laughs> once in a while they get the good guys, right, Craig? That's that's right. <laughs> you ever been to uh or by um a Scientology church? I have not, no. I, I was in Tampa. I was walking. Our buddy, the guy the guy that filled in for you, Zero Dark Tony, was a Scientologist for a brief I, time. I was I saw that after I'd posted the show title and didn't watch it yet. Um yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed after I mean it, his message really was Where's Craig? Yeah, in the end, that was <laughs> that was that was his central message. But he he dressed it up with his Scientology mumbo jumbo. Yeah, but I was I was walking through downtown Tampa, and all of a sudden, the security guard just comes like steps out of like a hole in the wall, and I didn't realize that there was a, a church of Scientology there, and they were like guarding it. They look at Craig. They're like, "We're good. Don't worry about it. Keep." <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> I guess people like piss on it and like deface it and stuff. 
Now, see, that seems unnecessary. Right. But that's why there's Although, armed I guess, guards. I I'm torn on that because I'm like, they do some, it sounds like they do some horrible shit. But so does every, like, sort of respected religious institutions, you know? Right. Right. It was weird. But, it was scary, though. I was like, is this dude just going to kill me for like walking by this right now? Nah. No luck. Uh, all right. What should we, oh, should we now visit for the first time in a while, our friend Dat Fam? Definitely. All right. Um, Are you separating these for Hackrad, by the way? Yes, I am. Uh, which which uh, one would you like to go to first? Let's here? start with the more recent one. Uh, There's one that um, I said to you a couple weeks ago we never got to. Okay, yeah, we'll start with the other one. But uh, we'll start with the other one first. Speaking, speaking of eulogies, by the way, we should have played this with the 9-11 thing. His eulogy is just as sad, but we'll start with a little levity. <laughs> yeah, this is it's on the, it's on the same level for sure. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. It's not even Vietnamese. It's not even Vietnamese anymore. Ha, look at you. Ha, ha, ha. Everybody's definitely. That's, that's unbelievable that this dude. Oh, so you know what I forgot? I meant to start this off with. Can you explain to me why this clip is cut this way? No, I can't. I thought you were going like, to tell me. <laughs> I can't figure it out. And the the caption is something to the effect of like insanity or like. It's Asian know. guy madness versus white girl madness. Asian guy madness versus white girl madness. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so maybe that's actually. No, what? it just still doesn't make sense. I don't know. Start over. I mean, yeah. Okay. Technically, it doesn't make sense as a clip. No, no, it doesn't. No one's not. like, oh, I got to check these people out. <laughs> it's not even Vietnamese. It's not even Vietnamese anymore. Ha, look at you. Ha, 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 Everybody's deaf in here. Ha, ha. Oh, no, we hear you, Dad. No, no, it's loud. Hearing's not our problem. You're grunting into a microphone and looking for laughter. It's unfortunately crystal clear. It's amazing how often Tom and Dad blame the audience for their jokes. Why aren't you laughing? You don't hear my guy, Matt Reif, doing that. Nope. I'm a fan of his now. Yeah, he's a good guy. You don't hear my good buddy, Matt Reif, <laughs> blaming the audience because women are taking their tops off. He, he's too busy to notice he's bombing. <laughs> he deserves everything he's got. <laughs> fucking screen is going to protect me. I'm hurricane fucking Eider, whatever the fuck her name is now. I'm going to call it her. And a fucking gator with hanging out of its mouth. Another thing they got down there, cocaine sharks. <laughs> That's right. You heard about this? Fucking cocaine. When I heard about that, this I was like, the same oh. clip, by the way. Don't adjust your television sets. Yep, that was back back to the Asian madness. <laughs> Asian moms have so much rage, they sound like a broken car alarm. Look at you, huh? Again? I'm just the second I gotta say, the girl is just doing a bit. Yes. Like, I don't even know how he's equating the two. The girl is doing some horrible bit about cocaine sharks. He is grunting and making noises. <laughs> he doesn't think I'm Vietnamese. <laughs> <laughs> is, Dad is more racist towards Asians than anyone I've heard ever. For the entire Stop Asian Hate movement oh, yeah. that was going on. For sure. I've oh. never heard anyone more offensive than the way Dat Fan characterizes Asian people. Yeah. He's way more offensive than that. You know, guy that just punches that person on a bike. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is what Asian ladies sound like. Retards. <laughs> now let me let me pursue the following noises. 
the second course of the fucking gator, okay? Viper armed. Comedy. Is that a fucking Zoom show, too? Oh, you don't know about this? I didn't know he was still doing it. Oh, Craig, shame on you. Oh, my God. Yes. Weekly. Oh, my <laughs> Daily, I think. God. Yeah, no, he's still running these Zoom shows. He doesn't leave his house. That is... <clears throat> well, I'll tell you, it does make a lot of sense. If clubs won't book you, you become the club. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so you, you want to go to his other uh, fucking home run? Yeah, so this, I mean, Alec Baldwin... Move over, buddy. You think you've mastered eulogies? <laughs> nay, nay. My friend Dat Fan had a, a, a death in the family. His wife's grandfather died. And uh, Dat's a little choked up. Listen to, again, how Dat perceives the world. Like there, Listen, uh, there are a lot of comedians that you could say rest on race issues too often. And I understand that, but they're at least coming up with reasons to talk about race. Tat manages to shoehorn it into the eulogy for his wife's grandfather. Uh, I have acquired the letter. Oh, good. We'll get back to that in a moment. Yeah, yes. Katie's grandfather was very kind to me. He's white. He's old. He's an Irish immigrant. He could have said, hey, you know. Hold on, this- hold, on hold on, hold on. Go back. <laughs> What a speech so far. This is a man who is paid for his words. (laughs) His words are his living. What can I say about Katie's grandfather? White. Old. (laughs) Irish. (laughs) These are the first three things I think of when I remember this great man. (laughs) Katie's grandfather was very kind to me. He's white. He's old. He's an Irish immigrant. He could have said, hey, you know, this, you know, why are you dating this? Like he didn't. (laughs) Good Lord. Was he in the Korean War or something? I guess he could have. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you wondering at home that couldn't figure it out, uh, he's using a slur that rhymes with another slur that Craig uses around (laughs) Halloween. He likes to throw that one out. No, uh, yeah, yeah, rhymes with a word that that describes ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) The the G word, I guess you could call this one. Let's hear that again. Now, again, in in summary, in summation, (laughs) to to capture this man's life, who it's his wife's grandfather. I imagine he had some relationship with him or he at least has a sort. If he's talking about him on stage, quote unquote, meaning on Zoom. He's stopping a comedy show to talk about this. So it must be of some importance to him. Otherwise, no one would have... It's not like an issue he had to address where people are like, when's dad going to talk about his grandfather-in-law? We need to know. No one would have noticed if he didn't say it. So obviously this was on his mind. He wanted to get serious for a moment and talk about it. And this is how he encapsulates this man's life. <laughs> the Irish immigrant, he could have said, hey, you know, this, you know, why are you dating this... Like he didn't Ooh. say that. He was very kind. <laughs> Someone booed. Someone booed they, at the eulogy. They, they, they booed or ooh, like <laughs> oof. He's got. Yeah. He could have been really racist towards me, and he wasn't. <laughs> but he took the high road. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, yeah, he he could have been uh, you know 1930s style racist towards me, and he wasn't. <laughs> 
What's my, why are you guys clapping? What's going on? Uh, please clap. This is where you stand up and give the man the proper ovation. Wow, he's a great man. <laughs> yes, Katie's <laughs> grandfather. We lost you too soon. He's we we can use more men like you that aren't using Asian slurs. He could have been like uh, if he had any like black comics on. He could have called this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> just go through the room. <laughs> Here, here's how little racism Dat has faced in his life. He openly called us incels and wanted us removed from his show. And at the end of the night, I said, "Have a good one, Dat." <laughs> <laughs> this is not a man who's dealing with constant racism. Uh, he, in his own head, he is. Evidently, maybe Patrice just scarred the shit out of him. <laughs> I guess. So. What would your Korean grandmother say about this? Immigrant. He could have said, "Hey, you know this. You know why are you dating this?" F like he didn't say that. He's very kind to me, and just uh, here's a. I just want to say he's passed away. Um, we saw him on the tour, and I wanted to say that. Uh, Loves bringing up that fucking tour. <laughs> He's still talking about it. We were at the end of it. That was months ago. <laughs> He's still talking about this fucking tour. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, trying, I'm not trying to bring the room down. I'm trying to get real here. This is him trying to teach me how to play shuffleboard in a in a bar at an, at an wow. Italian bar. The picture, how many racial slurs did he use that day? I got to be honest. This picture he put up makes him look like he might have used that word before. <laughs> He looks so disgusted. He looks so disgusted that he's teaching him how to play shuffleboard. <laughs> yeah, it was only when I beat him. <laughs> That's how good a man he was. <laughs> yeah, at an Italian Italian American club, and uh, it's him like being very intense. And you know and they love to throw out their racial slurs. <laughs> those Italian Americans. Yeah, it was some Dago bar. <laughs> yeah, some Wap Guinea grease ball was uh, teaching me how to play shuffleboard, and if you can believe it. <laughs> hard to see in teaching me how to play shuffleboard so even though i have my hippie long hair tied up in a man bun from the 90s he's uh still right beside me good guy good good guy her grandfather very good good man people are like okay <laughs> why are we doing this Can, anything you know why because anything he says after this now will be funny <laughs> uh now for your next comedian? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what the fuck is this? How is this a comedy show on Zoom that you managed to stop for your own self-indulgence? <laughs> Terrible. Oh, is dad a loser? Yes, he is. The All right, so should we dissect this letter a little bit? Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to read it, so hopefully it lives up to the hype here. Danny didn't do nothing. <laughs> We're like, oh boy. <laughs> uh, oh, you mean Dan the man? Wait, that one's from me. He's always getting chicks. Um, all right, there's two different Frank ones. There's two different ones. Oh do you want Ashton's or Mila's? Give me, uh, give me Mila's because she seemed a little more serious. Yeah, it means she was like, he didn't do nothing. <laughs> we support victims. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, I am writing this character letter on behalf of my dear friend Danny Masterson, with whom I've had the, yeah, <laughs> with whom I've had the privilege of sharing a significant part of my life. My name is Mila Kunis, and I am an actress. And I believe it is essential to share the remarkable influence Danny's had on my life and the lives of others. Okay. Yeah, this isn't great direction. That's the first paragraph. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I first met Danny during our time working together on that 70s show, and from the uh, very beginning, I could sense that his innate goodness and genuine nature. 
Uh, you know what I'm realizing? I, I'm realizing this kind of in real time that I'm wrong <laughs> in saying <laughs> I'm wrong in saying that there's a good letter they could have written because kind of either way they're like he didn't do this. <laughs> Not our Danny. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he would never. Yeah, um, no. I, so I, I kind of get the gist. I think. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, moving on. What else do we have to get to? Uh, we have, oh boy. Um, Mike Rainey, oh, have, Stuttering John. We got to talk about Stuttering John, right? Uh, yeah. We got the rad key clip, which is just funny. We'll um, end with the, uh, uh, the few one-offs that we have, but we got to get to Stuttering John. Yes. Yes, we do. Because there's a, been a lot going on with old SJ lately. And first, can I say about, we talked about Kevin Brennan last week. Mm-hmm. And I guess someone told me, I, I don't know if this is true, but someone said that like Kevin responded to a super chat. Someone said, send blind Mike the link. And Kevin was like, Mike refuses to come on, which is weird. Cause I've never interacted with him in my life. And then Kevin was like, oh yeah. How much money does blind Mike make? How's he doing? Does he sell out live shows? And I looked at his Patreon numbers and yes, he does have, one more patron for every year that he's been in the business longer than me than we do. <laughs> so he's really, I mean, just bludgeoning our brains in, mm-hmm. but I would say, Kevin, this is why I'm making fun of you. Cause you're bringing yourself down to my level. You've been in comedy longer than I've been alive. <laughs> you have stories from an, a year that I wasn't born in, in comedy. And you're like, Hey, I'm more successful than blind Mike. <laughs> oh, what a badge. Kevin. <laughs> you should really be proud of that and pat yourself on the back. Those are the victory laps you should be taking. You out of touch fucking retard. <laughs> you moron. <laughs> you're a blithering idiot. And that's your great comeback is like, I'm more successful than blind Mike. Kind of, <laughs> but barely. I don't know why. That's my point. We're in the same world and we shouldn't be. So that was exactly like I said on the last show is he's going to be like, how much money is he making? Eh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Probably less than you. I would also hope so because you have a wife and kids <laughs> and I'm 30 years younger than you. I would hope you're doing a little better than me Hopefully. and good for you, buddy. You are. <laughs> Congrats. Um, Not for long, but he yeah, has slowly dwindling, unfortunately. That's what I hate about all those guys is like the bragging and the the dick measuring about how many super chats they're getting. Like, like I always say, these people don't owe me. I heard stuttering John the other day, like, come on, guys, step up with the super. What's going on with the two dollar super chats? (laughs) Imagine thinking these people owe you money. Anything, anything at all. (laughs) Can you imagine like the idea that they've gone to anything that they've fucking bought a shirt or that they subscribe to the Patreon or whatever warms my heart. And it should theirs. Mm. The idea that you're like, come on guys make with the dough (laughs) (laughs) is so egotistical. It's insane to me, but stuttering John's had an interesting couple of days and I woke up to a few messages from hack ride and, and several others, which is re- that means something happened. When I wake up to multiple like tweets and messages saying you're going to have to talk about stuttering John, that's rare that it makes it down to me. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, it usually like, has. I'm sure every time John speaks, Carl gets a message. Right. But if it's made its way down to me where people are like you're going to have to check this out. 
<laughs> I can tell something happened. Right. So John did a four hour, four and a half hour live stream last night Christ. with our buddy, Joey C. Great guy. Great guy. And DG, who is just a complete loser. <laughs> like also a, great guy. A podcast negative. Oh, you're one of these? <laughs> no, I don't, know. Ride? <laughs> I don't know. You're on Team Hack Ride for this? <laughs> I don't remember. Is DG the guy we tried to find his Twitter last episode? Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like a, an absolute like podcasting negative. Like he takes away from every show that he's on somehow. And he's on with John. So it's even more impressive. <laughs> <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. They did a four and a half hour live stream last night and John's obliterated. <laughs> and it starts weird where like, I think John's doing a bit, but he's, he's pretending like he didn't know he was on or something. And then he just gets progressively more drunk and drunk and drunk throughout the four and a half hours. I don't have any clips from that because I was like, I actually didn't even think it was funny. I was like, there's just nothing here. It's just a man who has a real fucking problem. Like I like John when he's being ridiculous. That was just watching DG. And here's the thing. It was the classic like bully archetypes where it's the big meathead moron John, his yes man sidekick DG, and the guy they push around, Joey C, where Stuttering John is literally calling Joey C retarded. <laughs> this is this like progressive guy, no name calling, tries to get Carl's shit taken down because of slurs and all this stuff. And yet he's calling Joey retarded. And making Joey make like retard noises. And Joey starts like doing a voice. Like, is this appeasing you, John? And all it reminded me of is, uh, do you ever see the Will Ferrell episodes of The Office? Yes. <clears throat> Where uh, Andy makes him laugh by like spilling something on himself. Yes. And then later in the episode, Will Ferrell's like, hey, funny guy, make me laugh. And Andy tries to tell a joke. He's like, no, no, no. And Andy's like. All right. And he like spills coffee on himself, <laughs> whacks his head on the table. And then it just cuts to Andy saying, I guess this is my life now. And that's what I thought when I was watching our buddy Joey C be demeaned by this asshole John, like just insulting him. And I think Joey would say like, oh, we're friends or whatever. And I would tell you, that's not John's not a friend to anyone. He's not your friend. Don't do that any anymore. Dude. The second you say, Joey, and hey, you're a grown man. Do, do whatever you like. I'm not telling you what to do. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misreading the situation. But my message would be that the second you do something John doesn't like, bye-bye friendship. He'll disown you in a heartbeat. So don't do anything that's going to humiliate you for John because he will never pay that back. Right. That is absolutely correct. Uh, real quick before we get too far away. Uh, Nick West, five bucks. That fan and Tom Myers should have spawned a new series called Why Aren't You Laughing? Also, Mike's gay, LOL. Whoa, untrue. Untrue. Uh, I got rid of that. This is how not gay I am. I got rid of that wood paneling co-host I'm usually <laughs> tied down to. That's right. That's right. That's how straight I am. He's I'm off in Detroit doing God knows what. <laughs> and I'm straight as hell. Um, cameo blind Mike, five bucks. Always on when I'm working. Keep doing God's work. I'll watch later. Well, what the hell can we do? We're doing nights. We're doing weekends. What more do you want from us? One of these times needs to work for you. <laughs> it has to. Uh, Give me a blind mic's a long time supporter. Thanks. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Chris Bueller, 40 bucks. 
Okay. Oh, thank you, buddy. <laughs> okay, we get it. You want us to step up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And what I'm saying is they don't owe me anything. <laughs> I mean, really, guys, you don't have to open your wallets and give us a dime. Uh, we have someone joining That's what us. a good guy I am. <laughs> Someone's here to join. Hackrat? Yes, sir. Come on in, Hackrat. <laughs> my penis is regular. Boy, the days back when I was abusing children. What's up, Mike? What's up, Craig? Hello. Hey. How are you guys doing? I literally told him I was like, come on for the Stuttering John stuff, because what we've been doing, and it's helped the channel grow a lot. And yes. Fred does a very good job. He cuts all the segments up, and we release the segments. So if you just want, like, one or two of the topics we talked about, it's easier to get a hold of them. And literally, this is how I think now, is like, how am I going to explain a demon commenting on Danny Masterson? <laughs> How's anyone going to take this seriously? <laughs> it's true. Now you are in my shoes, Mike. I can't explain this to anyone. <laughs> Try and elevate a pitch with what I'm doing right here, Mike. It is impossible. So, <laughs> Hackrod, you were one of the people that told me to talk about this John thing. Is there anything you wanted to comment on before we move on and uh, talk about some other John-related stuff? I thought you covered some good stuff. Ashuli really hits it hard today, so I don't want to cover anything that they covered. But I will say this. Watching Joey C. bend over and be so appeasing and nice mm, yeah. from the man he was three months ago coming into this universe. My God, man, it's amazing. It's growth. So, it's growth. Yes, and it's, that's what made me kind of feel bad is that John was like abusing him like that. Yes. 30 years, John has gone backwards. Three months, Joey C has made strides that John could never imagine. That's true. That's Very a good, good point. Yes. Great point. Um, so what a uh, hack ride put together for us is something I found yes. much more interesting. <laughs> and that is, uh, we covered, we, I mentioned we had our buddy Drew Lane on from the Drew and Mike show. They'll be at the magic bag this weekend. I don't think they need my help selling tickets, but if there's any available, try and that's what I call up. Craig's balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My favorite, that was my favorite WTS moment was when you kept trying to promote the show and Carl's like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. You're like, All right, I'm just trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm an asshole. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Drew Lane was on. We talked about the Howard Stern show on September 11th. And probably our favorite moment in that entire episode was after the second tower hit. I, the, the second tower was hit, I believe. Howard's started to take this story serious now. Now he knows, you know, these uh, Middle Easterners mean business. It was not an accident. And John used that moment to say, hey, Howard, you ever seen the movie Swordfish? <laughs> it's a beautiful moment. So, just so happens, John ripped us off <laughs> on Monday and did the exact episode we did. <laughs> Played a lot of the same clips. <laughs> did he listen? No, that's the question. So, uh, on Monday, on 9-11, John, I didn't realize how... Boy, we've talked about 9-11 a lot the last couple of weeks. Yes, this is... A heavy one this year. Twenty two year twenty two years, man. It's a big anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, now, kids... now you can fuck nine eleven. Yes, it is fuckable now. It is the fuckable age. That's true. Well, you know, ten years ago, as Craig says. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> I don't uh, like the demon laugh. I don't like it. <laughs> hey, no. so, so on so on uh, Monday, John's talking about nine eleven and he's trying to have this serious he keeps saying he's been big into these tributes. Remember last week we talked about the Kinnison thing. Mm -hmm. So he's doing like, he's talking, calling it like memory lane Monday. And he's ha trying to have these serious tributes 
where he'll like yell at the chat and be like, enough. I'm trying to pay tribute to my friend, Sam. I'm trying to pay tribute to nine 11. I got to tell you, it's hard to do a John impression without spitting as much as he does, (laughs) (laughs) but he's trying to take this very seriously. And I remember how seriously he took it on the day of nine 11. And so I tried to interject that. And luckily, some people uh, followed suit. A lot of people wanted some questions answered. And so that's what we're getting into with this montage that Hackride put together. <laughs> I didn't uh, notice that. Mike. I didn't notice that the first time that you had a swordfish hit the fucking towers. <laughs> I got to tell you, pause for a second. Hackride messages me and says, uh, swordfish hitting the World Trade Tower chef's kiss <laughs> and I was like you're supposed to let us do that you don't, you don't do that to your own work no, no you must recognize this satire in a tweet <laughs> this beautiful it is the perfect satire <laughs> I didn't notice that the first time uh, I gotta see you again I'm sorry <laughs> uh, blind Mike uh Thanks for the five bucks. So why are you laughing? Popkins covered Stern on 9-11 last week. Have you ever seen the movie Swordfish? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> it was actually As a matter of fact. I absolutely have. Pretty good movie. Starring <laughs> Haley Berry. Not her name. And Hugh Jackman. Also not. And John Travolta. And Haley Berry uh, goes topless. <laughs> okay. So, 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 so far, he thinks he's found a friend. <laughs> he, he's like, hey, you know what? I'm willing to pepper in. We're talking about 9 11. It's a heavy subject. Why not pepper in some swordfish talk? Yes. He, just, he well, thinks you, for no reason. Well, in the middle of this, we'll put some John Goes to Hollywood clips. Yes, this is good. John is thinking, yes. <laughs> I like, I like kind of the like, Yes, I did. Like he's like, <laughs> as a matter of fact, you might not realize I'm a film buff. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> he immediately like it was the shining. <laughs> <laughs> he immediately yes, just remembers the boobs. Like that's all that's on his mind. Well, not everyone enjoyed uh the the movie Swordfish, so the commentary no. continues. Hack ride. Thanks for the two bucks. I thought Swordfish was overwrought dribble, in my honest opinion. Uh, you know, I think it ha- it was a kind of a good concept, you know? <laughs> For anybody who knows, it was... Uh, they were stealing money so they can go after the terrorists. So, I, 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 no, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Again, this is right after fucking Fred Norris is saying, like, we... We were fearing for our own lives that day. We just didn't know what building was next. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, I actually like swordfish. <laughs> He's trying to keep this tribute on the rails and he can't seem to. Uh, so me and Hackride with the early tag team and some other people get involved. Uh, uh, I'll try to keep the hate to a minimum as we try and pay tribute. Good. Read something to else. a show that was in shock, and we were live. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we. But how about a watch along of Swordfish Sword, on <laughs> Patreon? Okay, well, we'll let's just go back to this. <laughs> this, this became infectious. <laughs> How about a watch along of Swordfish? And he's like, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he's kind of like, of course, eventually we're going to do a watch along of Swordfish. <laughs> you guys should know that, but we're trying to stay on topic here. I need a heads up when this this stuff starts. <laughs> Someone needs to throw me a text. Lion Mike, thanks for five bucks. Tomorrow, can we do Swordfish Tuesdays? Seems like a must now. What? What's with the swordfish? Like, why is everyone so fucking interested in sh- in swordfish? I mean, fucking hell, it's fucking nine eleven we're dealing with. <laughs> this how is dare so, we? how dare we? This is so beautiful. He says it in a way like, God. Every time I bring up nine eleven, people are mentioning swordfish. <laughs> And, you know, every year it's like clockwork. The beautiful thing with this whole entire thing is he's like, how can you bring up swordfish during 9-11 while he is five feet away from the towers being hit? He's like, you ever seen swordfish? He doesn't he realize does the brilliance. Himself. He doesn't realize the brilliance he's contributing to. <laughs> uh. Case. Gary and me. Timothy Smith, thanks to a dummy you bought, brought up Swordfish on the, on the 9-11 show. Oh, I did. Oh, okay, Timothy. I didn't know that. <laughs> it was barbecue restaurant. It was is an iconic post-modern social commentary. I like the movie! <laughs> I like it! <laughs> So now, now he's melting. I just want to talk about 9-11. <laughs> How could you bring up Swordfish while I'm talking about 9-11? Uh, you did on 9-11. Oh, yeah, it's oh. a good movie. Oh, that was very astute of me. <laughs> uh, uh, blind Mike. For the top. <laughs> How much money did you give him, dude? Too much. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was trying to keep this bit going. <laughs> All these years. Keep up with blind Mike. <laughs> Later, my favorite one's the last one, by the way. But we'll get there. Bucks. All these years later, despite the message of never forget, do you think we've forgotten the cultural impact of the film Swordfish? <laughs> Should there be a remake? John's starting to enjoy this. <laughs> you know, it's almost comical. It it's is comical. It is very. <laughs> He almost gets it. <laughs> he almost. <laughs> he, he almost gets it. I gotta tell you what's a shame though is he never got to the clip. Whatever he was using, like he was watching some video that was put together on YouTube. Whatever he was watching edited out the moment where he asks that. Oh, like he wasn't watching the full video. They don't have a John crush like everyone else. <laughs> it would have been so great if he got all these swordfish questions and then all of a sudden you hear him go, How would you ever seen swordfish? <laughs> <laughs> this last clip is amazing. This last one, he turns the tables on us. Well, he sees all the money coming in on Swordfish and probably started drying up, and then he brings it back up. <laughs> oh God, I hope I clipped the right one. Dang, uh, those five bucks. All we want to know is how Pamela Anderson's bust compared to Haley Berry's in Swordfish. <laughs> Okay, this is, you know what's funny about the word swordfish? Like in the middle of his 9-11 tribute, someone goes, all we want to (laughs) know. The question on everyone's mind. We the living need to know about the tits. (laughs) A lot of people in the chat, by the way, I got to bring this up real quick, are uh, speculating that Hackride is Cardiff. Oh, I've seen Hackride is Cardiff. Uh, uh, early on, I saw Hackride is Justin. I saw people saying that. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I'm not as funny as that man. No, that <laughs> man is levels imagine, above me. <laughs> if Hackride was Justin, can you imagine the psychosis that would go into that? I would need to drive to his house like right now and check on him. <laughs> <laughs> We have to get Hackride and Cardiff on the same on the same show. Has that happened yet? Just to prove it? Yeah. So I think like just- that old Batman back in the 70s when they had Alfred coming up here with Bruce Wayne. So they're like, oh, Batman can't be. Uh, yes, it would be like this. Exactly like that. It'd be one guy jumping from computer to computer to keep up the bed. <laughs> oh, hold on. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, hello. I'm back. <laughs> Is that your Hackride voice sound like Baldwin? <laughs> I realized I was still in Baldwin mode halfway through. <laughs> was, um, Zippy, Ross Wallback fucker Zapin's passcode and Ross Abelo. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Gary. So this is where he's getting us. Go back just a little bit. Because this is where he takes the Halle Berry's bust comment. And he's going to turn the tables on us. And he's going to get us now. He's like, you know what? I do have time to talk about that. <laughs> you know what's funny about the word swordfish is swordfish was um, Zippy, Ross Wallback fucker Zapin's passcode and Ross Abelo, Gary's other friend. Completely irrelevant. Um, no, I have two friends. <laughs> uh, that was their password. They would say swordfish so Bowie would know that it wasn't a prank call. So there, I just brought it back to you. <laughs> See what I did there? No. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> no. That's Sword my favorite He's like, finally, I got you. I brought it back. First of all, he goes, I brought it back to you. No, you didn't. That's so interesting. The tower that time was way funnier. <laughs> Perfect satire. <laughs> Boy, we were, this country really hasn't forgotten. <laughs> no, just going to check. Giant sea creatures hitting the World Trade Center. Hey, Mike, Mike, can I comment on some stuff that has happened earlier in the show? Please. All right. Well, the intro was because of the demonetization of last week. I wanted to make sure that we had a nice, good, safe one this week. I felt okay, bad about Okay, thank that. you. I, I think it has. That. I think it had more to do with uh, me talking about, like, things. I don't even want to say it right now. <laughs> Just it was case. also a diversity hire, which is nice. <laughs> so I that's call. our official, that's our black guy on staff? That was <laughs> yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Yes. Also, so Matt Reif, the most beautiful man on the planet, Craig. Yes. And then you decide to go no picture, just radio. You can't. You Good can't. Job, Craig. You can't rip Spotify videos. Yeah, it's a screen record. Then it looks like crap and sounds worse. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I, I miss those really abs. Is what I'm saying. He can do it all he wants. It's just not going to look good. <laughs> but on Alec Baldwin, geez, he's really trying to take over Magic Johnson's spot as the most obvious taker. Yes. <laughs> Are you writing these? Yes. I, thank you. <laughs> O.J. Simpson, huh? 9-11 was a bad day for New York. Well, guess what? June 12th, 1994 was a very bad day for Ron Goldman. Yes? I hadn't that? thought of that. That's a good yes. point. Yes. Yes. And Misha. And Ashton. Hey, yes. hey Hackride, what else is in the news? <laughs> yes, I am doing a bit. <laughs> I like this bit a lot, actually. Mila and Ashton, they were from the 90s. So we all understand that the 90s was a little bit rapey. The saying back then was, if it bleeds, it can be run through by the cast of a situation comedy. We all know this. <laughs> uh, I'm that fan. <laughs> That fan is the ancient Daniel Carter. (laughs) (laughs) The spider hole of self-loathing here is intense. That fan. All right. 
I think I have one more. I, I like this segment. I, I, I love this. Kevin Brennan, when Blind yes. Mike is your age, I will be living in his guest house and we will be going on weekend visits to piss on your grave. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That is all. <laughs> you, just, you have to end with that's my time. Thank you. <laughs> also, why didn't you post my two last minute clips, Mike? I do not see them on social media. I work hard on them. <laughs> Tell you why, because we posted a John one, which I was very good, but the other two were Kevin and Cardiff. I didn't want to do too much, quote devil verse shit. I was looking Ugh. for other uh, topics. I try to oh. diversify the shorts, you know. In the intros, yeah. Well, good thing I did all that work for you, so you could have a moment where you don't want to be in the devil verse anymore. I was pretty clear in my request. You don't listen to me. I can't help it. <laughs> Well, you can't see me. I can't help that either. I'm just going to look at the spaghetti falling down the wall right now. <laughs> anyway, I love you too. Thank you so much for having me on. Now finish the show without me. No, no, wait. Heck right. Heck right. Heck right. Wait. Don't go. Yes. First of all, you have a show this evening. Yes, I do. At 8 oh, p.m. Well, we'll see if I do. I don't. I don't know. It's like 2080 at this point. I would bet heavily against it. <laughs> Football. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the lowest point of my career thus far was uh, Hackrat asked me if I could do his show. And I said, <laughs> sure, buddy. Even though it's a little late for, for my taste. He's on the West Coast. So I got to stay up past my bedtime. But I said, for you, buddy, absolutely. And then he reaches out and says, uh, hey, you know, uh, it's going to be, it, it's going to end up being too late and I have too much going on. Like, you, you probably don't want to do the show, is how he frames it to me. <laughs> And he's like, I don't want, I don't want you to be overexposed as if I'm doing Letterman and Leno in the same week. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go, uh, no, no problem with me, man. I could still do it. And he goes, ah, well, here's the thing. <laughs> and he bumps me. <laughs> for Gino Levy? Oh, Suddenly I'm begging to be on his show now. <laughs> Was this for Gino Levy? <laughs> no, no. G so what happened last week taught me a lesson in the VIP services. Is that you work out your technical issues before you have guests as big as Black Mike Gary on. So I'd <laughs> like to do like, a show. Right, that's what I was looking for. I'd <laughs> like to do a show to her, Krista and me, so we just can make sure that we're, you know, doing it right. Then I will bring you on and suck all your fans away. <laughs> I think okay, yes, I... Vote Augusta. It's got a take on that now. <laughs> yes. Augustus is a hack rider. And I too like to crawl around malls. Don't say that you're going to cost him the hobby. fucking. <laughs> this you're is... costing him points. <laughs> He's got no more to I lose. Will, I will make Dave Portnoy AI voices from here till eternity. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I've been, I've been bumped from his show twice. <laughs> What? You were not. You were a safety. <laughs> Whatever. There was another. There was another time. There was another time. He was like, "You come on," and he was trying to pay me, and I said no. And then as soon as they said I would do it for free, he lost interest. Yes, yes. If, oh, if I cannot chase. pay Craig, yes, I cannot control him. Yes, he is free. I do not like this. If I pay him, I'd be like, Craig, you must do this. I must see those areolas. Do it now. It's like, no, I'll just do it for free. We're on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, also, I didn't get offered pay. <laughs> my, my love for you is paying off. <laughs> so I'm not, there's no love for me anymore. I don't like this. Right. No, you're a hack. bunch of hacks. <laughs> we, we, have more, you, we have more John clips. Uh, yeah, you're welcome to stay hack, right? You don't have to leave. 
No, I got to get to my show and right. cut some. See, bigger, why, are you, big, why are you laughing clips? Bigger and better things. <laughs> it's about time, by the way. Yes, yes that Gary Shandling one is really hot and off the rails, so I got to get some clips for it. That's not 233 views. I better hey. get on it. <laughs> Kids could be searching Gary Shandling at any moment. Yes, and they will always fuck it up because there's two R's in there. No one, why no why is there two R's? My God, man. No one that was annoying to all of us. I'll give you that one. That was yes, true. All right, you two. Have a wonderful right. show. You are always awesome. I will see you later. Comes in like a real ball of energy. I like that's the stand up bit needs to be all the time. From the hack ride haters, that's got to be the best hack ride we've had so far. I need that stand up thing all the time. (laughs) Come in and recap every topic we've done. (laughs) That was delightful. He's going to have a lot of work to do cutting these segments up. It's going to be only when he speaks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. What other John clips do we have? Um, we have uh, you asking if this is real and him responding to the dabble verse. Uh, or dabbler's he anonymous. asking if this is real? Because he's talking oh, about. Oh, doc- I know yes. yes. Yeah. I didn't want to give yeah. away the whole thing. <laughs> so the only reason. I'm playing this clip. If any other human on the planet uttered this line, I would say, oh, they're joking. Correct. I don't think he is. It's impossible to believe he's not. But I think so little of him. <laughs> I I have to side on the joke. I he have has to. to be, right? I have to decide on this. Let's play it and, uh, you know. See what the, see what we the ch- report, yeah. you decide. Yeah, we'll see what the chat says. Is this or is this not real? It's got to be a joke. I don't want to thought, lead the, the witnesses, but... You're right. <laughs> thought kids were off limits. Nah, but you guys will stoop. It doesn't matter. You don't know her name, and you'll never know. I'll never say Donna's name. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to... Anyway. But anyway, I have the screenshot. Now, before you vote, I'll give you my theory. I don't believe it's John making a joke because he didn't laugh after it. <laughs> That's right. Every time he does something, quote, hilarious, <laughs> he's, he's rolling on the floor. Right. Usually, if he did that, he would usually, like, la- like leap into hysterics. <laughs> I don't think he does bits like that. That's very true. That's so, very I don't true. know. It could be. I saw these on Dabblers Anonymous. The co- I, I checked all the comments to be like, is anyone believing this? And people were. So, I don't know. You guys, you tell me. I've been fooled before. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not going to. Anyway. But anyway, I have the screenshot. I feel like see, he moves on. Like it doesn't seem like he's joking. Uh, I don't. I think he's joking. And if you miss, gotta it, be. There's, there's not an, again. There's not another human on the planet that could deliver that line like that. That I wouldn't think they were joking. But I'll never say Donna's name. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna. Anyway, I have to go. <laughs> team. But anyway, I have the screenshot. I have to go team. But he's joke. so dumb. <laughs> I have to go team joke. John should dissect the fact he doesn't analyze himself too often. He should di- dissect the fact that anyone's even questioning that that's a joke. I know. Because like I said, any other, it doesn't even phase you if someone else says it. <laughs> I, John, you're like, is he kidding? I, I got it. I have to, I have. Yeah. You're a thousand percent correct on that other thing. The fact right. there is, this is like 70, 30 joke. I think. He delivers his. I know how he delivers his jokes. <laughs> that's not how. That's not how he does it. It was too smooth. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. What's the What's the other one? Uh, 
Um, him responding to Dabblers Anonymous. Oh, actually, can we? Do we have the Carl and Vinny clip? Yes, can we I do. Yes, we do. Let's play that real quick, just because I wanted to comment on something specific in this video. So, our good friend Vinny, Vinny Paulino. By the way, and Carl, out, why are you laughing? <laughs> what did I say? You're like our good friend Vinny Paulino, and I went and Carl. Well, I'm not talking about Carl right now. Everyone <laughs> got to talk about Carl all the time for Christ's sake. <laughs> Our good friend Vinny Paulino was on Why You Laughing, is what I was saying, for Carl's little bitch over here. I don't <laughs> and Carl, we like Carl, too. I was pointing Carl, out. Carl had me on once when he was listening to the Bills song. <laughs> That's not what I said. I was saying you called Vinny your very good friend, and I was like, and Carl, huh, right, guys? Well, I was setting up that Vinny Paulino was on Why You Laughing. Uh, it'll be out free next week, or you can get it on Patreon now if you want to go check out the Patreon. Um. But Vinny's a good buddy of mine, and he's apparently friends with Stuttering John now. And they're very real friends. No, there's no way it's a bit or that it ends up ugly. And so that's what they're talking about here. But Vinny mentioned something very specific that I found really interesting and something that you know needs to be nipped in the bud, I think. Stuttering John called you, so he doesn't know that we're doing a show right now or he wouldn't have called you. Can you call him back live nope. on the show? Nope. Why not? Because I don't do that. I want to know what he wanted to say. Get away, though. Vinny. I'll find out after. I'll yeah, but you can, you can call me. You don't have to put up his side of the conversation. Just I'm pretty yours. sure I know what he wants. What do you think? I'm not going to get into it on here. Oh. They're being I think me, this. one day, me, Vinny, John, and Brendan Schaub are all going to go out for a bottle of suds together. <laughs> How real is their relationship? <laughs> Holy shit. They talk a lot. A ton. It sounds like. He got yeah. off the phone right, up, right before we recorded with him. Oh, yeah, that's right. He yeah. Did. He goes, I just got off the phone with John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my guess, Vinny's going to allude to something here that John already spoiled. My guess is Vinny's trying to book him at like Comedy at the Carlson or something like have, like actually have John put on a show, not goofing on him, anything like that. Like a genuine you know, return to the stage for John. That's my guess. But we'll hear from the man himself. Being held. Oh, yeah. Wait, did you want this to continue? Yes. Oh, okay. the secrets being held oh, from yeah. the creep off audience. Oh, the secrets being held from everybody. You know, honestly, Carl. Oh, are Carl. people voting for this man who's keeping secrets from us? Is anyone going and voting for Vinny? Because this man is keeping secrets from us. It's kind of fucked up. I'll, I'll, I'll get let you in on a secret. All right, I'm listening. Shuli texted me the other day, uh huh, and he said to me, "Vinny, are you really talking to John and stuff?" <laughs> oh, Shuli. Shuli is. In every crevice. <laughs> well, this is what I wanted to talk about. This is what's bugging me, is that Shuli's getting a little too involved. Everywhere. It's a little too much, where last week we had the, or two weeks ago, whatever that was, we had him getting involved with John's photoshops, mm -hmm. like trying to put swastikas in John's photoshops. Now, listen to Shuli trying to horn in on Vinny's phone calls here. He's always up to something. And he was like, that guy, and he said, uh, he said, are you recording the conversations? Really? He asked me that. Can't, you can't do that. And you know what I said? That's a dirty pool. You know what I said? What'd you say? Nothing. You know why? Because you're John's friend. Because I say nothing until it's time to say something. <laughs> oh, so you are recording <laughs> these conversations. I don't know what Vinny's got up his sleeve, but <laughs> my point is more, the reason I wanted to play that clip is like, surely stop what you're doing. Knock it off. Also, if, I, if John comes across this, I'd be fucking terrified. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like, well, I wouldn't be because John's not going to do it. Was he going to call the cops in Alabama? <laughs> he might have said some shit. Who knows? <laughs> but, 
yeah, it, it, you're just giving John ammo by doing that shit. Like, I I know a lot of people hate Julie. I like Julie. He's been nice to me. But with th- that stuff annoys me when I hear that. Because now it's like you're inserting yourself when you don't need to. John's a blithering moron all on his own. There's plenty of John content to go around. Too much, I would say. A ton. So you don't need to set Vinny up to record the guy when he's not. First of all, it's just a shitty thing to do to anyone, John or otherwise. Right. To record them when they're not unknowingly. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say Vinny went along with that, which luckily he's smart enough not to do. If Vinny leaks audio of John surreptitiously and says, Shuli asked me to do this. Do you think that looks good for Shuli? No, not even a little. Or anyone? Not even a little. No, that's terrible. You don't want that. Stop getting so involved. Back off a little bit. And then everyone's guilty. I'm not, this is not me defending John, by the way. I still like making fun of John. Let him do it we himself. Don't to, we don't need to yeah. insert ourselves. Correct. What were you saying? Okay. Fuck no. I was saying just observe and report, as Carl that's says. What, that's Carl's message, and he's never been more right about anything. Correct. Don't, Fuck Don't no. do that. Would never do that. Absolutely I also think not. that's illegal. <laughs> I would never do that, number one. <laughs> that's and then also true. <laughs> I don't think in New York it is. And New York's a one party state, I think. So, yeah. What? Uh oh. What's going to reveal something? Let's go. I'm really hoping for something awesome to come of this. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a good teaser because Ooh. I feel like. How do I put this? It's going to be a live show. A lot of relationships have not ended well for him. All of them. And I feel like maybe one can end well for him. Whoa! <laughs> and not end. No. I feel like <laughs> so, so yeah, I think I think it is a live show. It would be my guess. That's my guess. One one last hurrah for John off into the sunset. <laughs> John was threatening today, quitting again. Oh, he's gonna then. He's he's like, what if I went what if I I stopped? I left the dabble verse, which it's weird that he's adopted that phrase. Yeah, it's weird. What if I left the dabble verse? What do you have, Shuli? What do you talk about? <laughs> and he's not wrong. <laughs> That's a great point. So, you know, I would say back off with that stuff. I don't like the tr- trying to make stuff happen because John's enough of a goofball on his own. Goofing on him, that's all well and good. But trying to make something out of nothing, trying to create content from John is a, a step too far, I would say. Yeah, I'd say Super Chats is fine because you're legitimately paying him. Oh, super chat. We love super yeah. chats. Yeah. Who doesn't love a super chat? <laughs> Anyone watching yeah, right no. now, apparently. Listen, Kevin's right. He's better than us. He's way better. Yeah. He's better than us at that and literally nothing else. <laughs> um, all right. So we have a couple uh couple of quick quick hits to get through here. We have we do the, have the, w- the news. One more John um Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. What's that? Uh, him responding to the Dabblers Anonymous is what All it's right. labeled. I don't as. remember this one, so this will be interesting. Yeah, maybe you might remember as soon as, soon as it starts playing. So you goof on me, dudes, pay you. Because without me, you got nothing. Oh, there we go. Not a thing. Danny Wright, thanks for the seven bucks. Hey, John, a guy made a great point about you and Dabblers Anonymous. He said you're a selfish narcissist. What say you? Well, that would be redundant. <laughs> but uh, I, let's see, selfish, hmm? How do you think I'm so selfish? 
How would you uh, assume that? I'm always very generous. No. Always very generous. Oh, yeah. A lot of people. He's a sweet guy. (laughs) So that wouldn't make sense. As far as the narcissists go, nah, because narcissists never admit when they're wrong or apologize. Is this a joke? Listing all your great qualities. Is (laughs) this a fucking joke? (laughs) Is that on the list? (laughs) This is the new is this a joke in the chat. Yeah, th- where he's listing. All- and by the way, they're all wrong. I mean, it's clear lack of self awareness, which is the the true irony. But if- he's not going to realize that. But does going on a tangent of how great you are qualify as narcissism? I don't know if that. I'm not a doctor. I don't know if it fits. <laughs> and I have done that on numerous occasions on this show. I've admitted I was wrong. You know what was great today. He started doing this again, where he's like. Narcissists never apologize. And I, I apologize to Chrissy Mayer. And I have no motivation for apologizing. <laughs> I said, well, your motivation is saying that you apologized once. I can hold that over everybody's heads. <laughs> yeah. Don't you understand? It's shoving it back in our face that you've apologized once. That's the motivation. But <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Good times. So I can't really be considered a narcissist then. Only an idiot who doesn't know the definition of narcissism would say that. That's true. You know what? Now you've hit the nail on the head, finally. <laughs> Real quick. Joey C. in the chat. Uh, oh, stuttering John is mine now. He crossed the wrong guy. Whoa. <laughs> is that breaking news? Let's go. Let's go. Or it's just some guy named Joey C. It's his show's. <laughs> just a different guy. <laughs> it's, it's either that or someone made their YouTube his show. <laughs> yeah, which is also possible. It's very that, possible. That could be breaking news. Did we turn Joey on Stuttering John? I hope so. He doesn't deserve that shit. No, Joey seems like he, he reached out to me. He seems nice. I think he it seemed like he flied off the handle a little too easily. But as Hackride said, he's curbed that a little bit. He seems like a regular dude. I like Joey. I do too. But that was when I was watching that. That was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're just insulting this guy. And then John tried to frame it as like, it's just buddies busting balls. You don't know this man, and you're already calling him a fucking retard. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. So we got you back, Joey. Uh, it's me. He trashed me today on MLC. Oh, di- oh! did Daddy Kevin come calling and <laughs> lapdog John did whatever he wanted, licked his nuts for him? Please pay me again. Is that what John did after all this tough guy talk of how much he hates Kevin Brennan and he's done with KB as he calls him? He made up he made up songs about how much he hates Kevin. And yet when Kevin sends the link, old Johnny comes running because he might get a hundred dollars for Pickwick money. That's right. What a fucking loser. What a couple of those two deserve each other. What a couple of losers. Old has-been losers. Well, John's a has-been. Kevin's never done anything, but... Uh, yeah, he's he's all fired up in the chat right now. Shout out, Joyce. All right, shout out, Joyce. Uh, all right. But we got a couple quick hits. These are uh, more of WATS-type topics that we've got to finish the show out. By the way, has the show dragged? Because it seems like we've done a lot longer than two hours. Um, I don't think so. Okay, all right, good. Um, friend of the show, Mike Rainey. Yes. Does a true crime podcast called Little Stinkers, which uh, it's actually, get this, Craig, it's a true crime podcast that every week 
they tackle a different topic. That's right. You ever heard of anything like that? I don't know. A lot of people. A lot of people do that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting that you say that. Yeah. Um, so Mike Rainey uh, does that podcast. And I guess he was invested in this. Josh mentioned it on KMS the other day. But that's my only knowledge of it, that, right? This is, this is the prisoner that escaped? The prisoner from Philly who escaped, uh, who was an illegal alien. I'm just going to throw that out there. But he killed his girlfriend. <laughs> he, <laughs> he killed his girlfriend and was on the run for two weeks. Okay. And he, he's been found. He's been found. And it was, did you see uh, them find him? No. It was the weirdest apprehension of a prisoner I've ever seen. They catch the How kid. So? They catch the kid. They cuff him. And then like. 35 military people take a picture with him while he's in cuffs. What? They they back him up and they kneel next hey, to him. let me get one. Let me get a selfie real quick. Yes. Yes. That's very weird. It was the strangest shit I've I ever have a, seen. I have a, a kid I went to college with is in law enforcement in some capacity. And he will post pictures on his Snapchat and Facebook and shit. Like, I remember he's like, got my, got my first arrest today <laughs> and post a picture of a guy laying down in handcuffs. And I'm like, there's no way. And sometimes he'll post Snapchats where he's like, fucking the bitch dispatcher today was rude to me. And he's like shit talking his coworkers. And I'm like, how old is he? This cannot be above protocol. He's my age. That seems a little old for that kind of post, I, I guess. I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. Trying to see if I have the video still. It's the weirdest thing. That's uh, very weird. Yeah. But uh, comedian and my friend, Mike Rainey, go by On Perks, folks. Check out his book. He was on this show in the very early day. He was one of the first guests we ever had on. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he made his way into the press conference somehow. I don't know how you get... I guess it's probably easier to get credentials now because there's 10 million podcasts and blogs right. and all that shit. Right. Um, so he got credentialed and asked this question. Is this the police commissioner? I believe so. Or the chief or something. One of the, one of the higher ups, the guy who explains how they found him and all. Like, he had a pressing question about this subject. Transported to an SCI. What, what, Sir, was there any concern that he would team up with another small man to step inside of a trench coat, little rascal style? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no concern at all. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you were saying, I can't believe he answered like in the sense of, I can't believe he dignified that with a response. Correct. I can't believe more that he answered that quickly. Like he, he digested the question and said, no, no, there isn't a world where two men get on top of each other. Like the little rascals <laughs> little ras on a trench coat, <laughs> little rascal style. <laughs> uh, box eating dad, two bucks, Craig finger blast kids at fun world. That's just not true. Is that true? No, it's not true. Do you, can you exonerate yourself? Uh, I brought my kids to a birthday party there and that oh was, oh my it. God, <laughs> that, was, that was it. Good Lord. I played skee ball and that's it. That's oh, not, is that what you call that's it? not code words for anything, <laughs> but what I said, ah, bend over kid. We're going to play a little skee ball. <laughs> Daddy's here with some skee ball. Oh. Uh, oh, how many tickets did you win? Well, you get the grand prize. <laughs> you guys want some bouncy balls? <laughs> oh, God. Boxy and Dad, thank you for exposing that. <laughs> uh, now, can I mention, speaking of true crime podcasts. Yes. 
I've had men reach out to me and say, have you heard about rubbed out? Yep. Is, it, is, this in, is this in the works? It's in the works. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't going to announce it quite yet, but yes. Now, I was sent a clip mm-hmm. where I hear Craig Ironhead Oconi, creator of the Blind Mike Project. That's right. Say That was Chris Oconi. Say, uh, say, I don't know if there's a podcast anywhere that like takes us, you know, one-off subject and breaks it down each week. Do people not understand sarcasm anymore? <laughs> there's 5,000 of and them. I thought to myself, that's odd. Because <laughs> he's on a podcast like that. <laughs> how, how do people not pick up on fucking sarcasm anymore? Now, I was also told by a man who may or may not have been on this program tonight that it was based on the title. He thought it was focused on uh, gay sex crimes. Yeah, he sent a he sent a very funny thumbnail. Yes. <laughs> I gotta be honest. <laughs> so th- this is in the works. It is in the- goodshow.org. You can find rubbed out right now. Not yet. Not yet. That's why I haven't said anything. I was going to wait Guys, for one to be up. Give it a year and it won't happen. No, no. I think we're recording next week, I believe. Okay. Well, but now they can buy tickets to the big ski event. <laughs> this, Is that right? So you've heard these clips you say, right? Yes. <laughs> so when I say this may be... I got my... I just got my... Uh, I ordered on Amazon my snow pants. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I like how uh, the... This might be something we could do is now... You said it. We're ha- it's happening. All right. So... Okay, so the pause on the ski event, but we're all getting in the minivan and we're going to see Scott Stepp. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> all right, well. Oh, don't do it. I guess I'll remain right here where I sit on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Uh, Justin is saying, because I know he probably had nothing to do with this, Mick and Craig should do a podcast on sarcasm. Now... <laughs> Now, do you, you cannot lump me in with that ah, fucking lunatic. Yes. <laughs> Boy, I just said he was gay. It had nothing to back it up. What's wrong with that? <laughs> All right. Sarcasm lives. Um, uh, Chef Lewis, five bucks. Uh, Craig spells his name with three Ks when he plays Clipflash. Is that right? No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, verygoodshow.org. You can go there. Uh, Justin joined us to play Quiplash last night with the fellas. It was fun. A lot of fun. Did he or did we just talk about maybe doing it someday? No, he did it. Okay. <laughs> it's All there. Right. Verygoodshow.org. Find right. the Patreon. <laughs> I think Justin getting a shot in at Mick for no reason. <laughs> that was a shot at me. Me saying, hey, there's a show coming out in the next few weeks and like Saudi government trying to like kill him. Same thing, I think. It is the same thing. It's, you told me that the reason it's not released yet is that uh, the gay mafia. Is- <laughs> <laughs> some some dude came to my house trying to sell me on a gay cruise, and I said, yeah. "Get out of here, Saudi." <laughs> uh, speaking of both uh, homosexual men and language that they use on very good show, I think this is our, our, this clip will wrap it up nicely. Sorry, I was reading a super chat we have from Box Eating Dead, two bucks. Uh, R.I.P. Pat Dolan, cause of death, way too many loads. Who's Pat Dolan? 
Uh, I believe that is uh, a reference to a family member on uh, my program. <laughs> okay. Yes. Is that true? That's what he died of? Yep. That's, what, that's how he went. That's how he oh, went. Well, rest in peace. I'll make a nine-minute Instagram video eulogizing him. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going oh, to God. Senator Kennedy that here. Was a great man. <laughs> he uh, had relatives. That's one thing I know about him. <laughs> and boy, could he take a load like nobody's business. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> All right. Now, if Stuttering John has taught me anything, I got to get out of here for a football game, for God's sake. That's more important than my broadcast. So let's play this clip from uh, the UFC last weekend. Oh, and that de demonetized, one. definitely. That one. I thought you were talking about uh, Senator Kennedy. But yeah, I'll. Uh... Oh, no, that's you and your private lives. <laughs> um, yeah, this guy, he got released. Did you know that? Released? This fighter. Was he arrested for this? No, uh, Dana White just said, yeah, none of that crap. Oh, I think he released from prison. No. <laughs> what no. the hell are you talking about? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Dana White released him uh, like a day or two ago. Oh, I did not know that. No. Yeah. Now, what's the other guy's deal? Because I hear this guy, Sean Strickland, is quite a loose wire. Uh, I have a montage of him in a minute I can play that I do have on my computer. He's getting a little wacky. But yes, he is. No, this guy was listening to a very good show. He's all amped up after the fight. That's right. And this is what he blurred. And I got to say, good news for your boys, your people. I do think this word is kind of making a comeback. Thank fucking God. It's the best word ever. Thank I never God, he says. I never use it, but like Thank I want God he says. I fawn for the memory of calling my friends that when they do something. Uh, it sounds stupid. like you yearn for those days, Frank. I sure do. <laughs> Always sunny. I know what you're doing. <laughs> but uh, let's check it out. This is uh I forget his that uh, his name's Raggy. This was his debut fight and he kicked the shit out of a guy. And this is his post-fight interview with one of the best. <laughs> to, the, to the fans. <laughs> to, the, to the people that paid money to watch him do this. Charles, how good did it feel to get your first UFC victory? It felt great. And so fuck all you faggots up in the fucking crowd. Come down here and get some, you pussy-ass bitch. <laughs> I gotta say, shame on the fans for not having a little sense of humor. <laughs> Boom in that moment. They forgot it wasn't uh, pro wrestling where you're supposed to do that. Hey. Hey, he's talking about us. We ain't those. <laughs> if I was there, I'd be like laughing my ass off. Dude. <laughs> be my new favorite fighter. Yeah. Too bad he's unemployed. Yeah, he's gone now, yeah. I guess. That's interesting. It's, inter it's interesting for Dana White to have to draw those lines when it's like, you slap your wife six months ago. <laughs> yeah. On camera. <laughs> Isn't that worse than him dropping an F-bomb? This guy's saying a word that's on the come up and you're just going to say goodbye. Yeah, that's a little weird of Dana White, but... Yeah. So, well, what's the Sean Strickland video you got? September 11th was Monday, right? Yeah. Uh, where is it? Here. I'll have it Boy, We've been talking a lot about that. <laughs> it's just that happens to be that day. Is this I it? guess. Got it. All right. It's a little montage of uh, just some shit he said. Um, it's yeah. He seems like a fun guy. He's he's the best. <laughs> uh, he he kind of goes all over the map here. I was Ronda Rousey with both hands tied behind my back. Could never have too much lube. Do you believe fat shaming is okay if the person you're fat shaming is someone you love? I think fat shaming is always okay. Every time I make weight, dude, my is at least one inch bigger and I got a little so, you know, I take every inch I get. I'm honest, I try to be, you know, unless I'm trying to sleep with you. But you guys need to get hit by your dads a little bit more. You guys need to get like an alcoholic rage beating. 
then you'll I'm doing an interview with Nina because she has 1.3 million followers on Instagram and her titties hang out. I bet you drive a big <laughs> Again, can I say Dana White, if you're listening, and we know that you are. This is where it's a little weird, the police language. Cause is this guy still in the in the Federation? <laughs> He's uh, the current champ, yeah. Okay, all right. That's what I'm wondering here. Flip the truck about this big. Let's go. That's also to a fan right there, that one. This is so weird, man. Coaches can't train girls without falling inside of them. When a girl walks in the gym, you're like, oh, this is the one. Maybe that's where we fucked up, you guys. We let women vote. No offense. I don't like to put big black things in my face like this. Get used to it. How do you think she got the John Jones interview? Would you like to learn some Chinese? How do you say, work harder, child? No food for you till you finish. Wasn't you see I'd probably be cooking meth in a trailer in prison so Izzy I'll come over to you we can watch anime you can put some f***ing testosterone my- <laughs> he says the end of the video cuts off but he says you can put testosterone in my ass okay that's fun <laughs> yeah that's where it's a little weird for Dana White to be like ah you said a no no word you're out of here you can't do that <laughs> now I will say it shows uh, perhaps poor judgment on Radke's part, but it was post fight. The guy just got knocked around for Chris. He just got punched in the face. He he's earned a few slurs, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what, and again, when the man making these decisions is slapping his wife on camera, <laughs> <laughs> it makes it all a little hypocritical. Is my only point, I guess. Yes. <laughs> it's sad we don't get a we don't have a hack ride game. The, the show doesn't feel done without a hack ride game. I know, but I he just comes in and you know. Roasts the news and leaves. <laughs> I will. I will say I'm kind of okay with no more hack ride games if we get hack ride doing stand up bits. Hack ride roasting the topics we've discussed. Yeah, <laughs> in the way we cover it. I like that. And yeah. bumping us constantly on a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was hurtful. Uh, all right. Um, I guess all that's left is to remind the people to go to blindmike.net for goodness sake. And can I just say, if you're watching this, we have, we've been having way more people watch these live streams than subscribe to the channel lately, which is very nice. Uh, Give us the old subscribe button. Help those numbers get even higher if you wouldn't mind. And, uh, subscribe to the Patreon. You can become a YouTube member if that's easier for you. If you want bonus, why you laughing content. Um, over on the Patreon, we also watch uh, Quincy. Sometimes you get these episodes early, stuff like that. I was thinking of possibly, I'm going to be away for a week. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of possibly a Craig and Hack Ride show, if you're interested. For the Patreon? Or, or the Blind It'll be on the Patreon first, but released, maybe released as an episode. We'll see, well, we'll see how it is. We'll see how many, we'll see how much you handle the language. You know what I'm saying? I can handle the language. Put that out for free. I can handle the language just fine. I am curious how Hackride's going to uh, handle it. Well, well, you know, mull it over, knock it around the old, kick the can down the road or whatever it is they say. He's gonna be like, "I have twenty eight ideas already." <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> uh, so that's a probably yeah. So subscribe to the Patreon if you want stuff like that. Maybe uh, we'll see. Or we'll just tease it and never deliver, like some Patreons. Um, and uh, if you prefer that method, you can go to verygoodshow.org, where you can find Craig and all of his uh, wacky hijinks. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. And possibly a new <laughs> new show coming soon. Yeah. yeah. Guys, hold your breath, because it's going to be right around the corner. <laughs> it really is. I got everything set up. I just need to record the episode. I believe Wednesday. Uh, we also have uh, merch and all that stuff, so go to blindmike.net or support the show for free. Whatever you guys prefer. We appreciate it, unlike other shows out there. 
And uh, <laughs> I guess that's it, right? That's it. See ya. Oh, hey, it's Thursday. So see ya never, folks. And we have a mean transition. Sappers clear the way. Everyone all the way. If I tell you you've got a homicide, buddy, you've got a homicide. I hope to hear from you soon. I am proud to own the Trumpy Bear, and I will always be proud to be an American. Until then, have yourself a great day, and as always, rock on. Stop the baloney, huh? What kind of statement is that? I wrote it. One of my favorite players to cover when he was here was Mike Vrabel. Tell me a Mike Vrabel story. <laughs> Piss on him. All right. 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 All